Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, John Tortorelli, and Joe Dells. And it's now episode 290. In this episode, Pierre will join us to do a 2023 NBA mock draft for the first round. Then after, we're going to talk about Bradley Beal getting traded to the Suns. Notable players to decline player options and John Moran's suspension. How are we doing, Pee Wee? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm always happy to be here. My favorite time of the year, the draft, free agency right around the corner. Y'all coming to Vegas. We going to be in Vegas. Live show in Vegas, July 9th. So we're going to be able to chop it up, finally meet y'all, do some extracurricular things. We about live to live it up. We about to be live. It's a, it's a long time coming. We've been it planning is. this for a while. And what better place than Vegas, where it's going to be 106 degrees? <laughs> now it's about to be dumb hot. <laughs> <laughs> we got a yeah. ticket to Summer League Game 1, where the Day 1 pass, the Day 2 pass. Yep. You know, it's great. It's a great It's a great thing that Victor is going to be playing. We're going to be able to watch him front row. We're about to watch history. But, P, talk to me, man. Through the wire, world tour. I know yeah, it's not yeah. a world tour, but talk to me, man. How's that been going, bro? It's been going good, man. First two stops went well. Philadelphia, oh, Miami. Um, we got Vegas. We got Toronto. We got Houston. We got to go to Denver since they won a championship. Uh, Isaiah Thomas invited us to come to his uh, Zekian, which is in uh, – in Seattle, that's in August as well. Oh. We got some stuff to do in Atlanta in a couple weeks. So we booked, we busy, but, you know, I'd rather have it no other way, man. I just can't wait for Vegas, though, to meet y'all. Summer League, y'all coming to day one, which is the most important day to come. That's the most important day to come. After that, everything else kind of fizzles out. So I'm glad y'all going to be there for day one. And like I said, we can link and get shit popping. We might have to finally play some hoops, too, man. We got to find some time to play basketball. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's now quiet. I, it's bro, you haven't been working... Nah, it's just not the time for that, man. It's Vegas. Bro, there's going to be how many hours <laughs> in that day? It's going to be 106 degrees. Bro. It's no, not an I, indoor hey, game. What I will say is I am going to agree with Riv because Summer League makes you value time differently because that should be starting at 11. You don't leave until it's like 6, 7, and then before you know it, it's you out in the streets <laughs> and it's 9 o'clock okay. and you're coming back and it's – wee hours in the morning so yeah you don't have as much time as you think because okay. some league starts a lot earlier than uh than it feels when you're watching it all right i can't wait to eat the food out there it's, it's all right don't get your hopes yeah, up don't say, your, it's don't all right it's all right it's nothing crazy i've seen keith lee review a, a bunch of food spots in vegas and get oh them you ratings. know what you're right you're right now that he has the reviews it'll probably be you know you can find the spots but just on some touristy type stuff in and out that that's shit it facts now, before we get started on the mock draft, a quick announcement because I forgot to do it um, earlier. We're going to be dropping merch, and this is oh. what our merch will be looking like. The shirt, shorts, and hat. 
we will be dropping two colors first, black and white. So those will be the two colors, but we are dropping it soon. We're getting it all worked out on, but this is how it's going to look, this set. Take a side. Y'all make sure y'all have an extra large in y'all suitcase and y'all come to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Now, getting started on the NBA mock draft, I have Fanspo on here. And, John, can you pull up the shared screen? Yes, sir. Um, I've already got it shared. Oh, wait, no. I think you have to do it on your end, right? Because if you're going to pull up on Fanspo, I, can I got it. I got it. You're good. I got it. So, I'm, this is how it's going to go. I got the first pick, John second, Drew third, Pee Wee the fourth pick, Riv the fifth pick, picking for his Detroit Pistons favorite team in the NBA right now. My fifth, my fifth. So now the, <laughs> the first team, let's get it out the way, the first pick, Victor Wembanyama. We don't got to speak too much about that. No Although I will say I saw clips of his J.J. Redick interview, very mature for his age. I love to hear that. Makes me feel much more comfortable in his success in the NBA. I saw some dude get like a – and it'd be so funny. I don't want. I think he's going, but it'd be hilarious if Victor doesn't go first, and the dude got a whole tattoo of Victor on his head, <laughs> and then he gets somebody else. I would love to just see that happen, and he just be sitting there like, "Damn, don't be mean, right?" Nah, that's funny. Like he got the whole, he got a bald head and just a tattoo of Victor right on his head. It's like, damn, bro. He's wild for that. He's wild. I wouldn't do that. Person. I understand. Not on the head. So second overall pick, John, you're up next. I'm interested to hear this. Peewee, we're doing things the right way, man. First off, shout out to Dells. I'm just here for the mock draft, but Dells is in the building. I'm also here to make the right decision because I'm afraid oh, the Hornets aren't. It's a no-brainer, man. In, in today's day and age, you need multiple ball handlers. The Hornets point guard, Lamelo is a great three-point shooter, excellent playmaker, but he hasn't put pressure on the rim. He's not a good finisher. Pair him up with Scoot Henderson. Everything that Lamelo needs to improve is everything Scoot does at an incredible level. He's six foot four, shoes on, incredible wingspan. If Dennis Smith Jr. became an elite defender last year with Steve Clifford, I believe Scoot Henderson can too. And he's too good of a prospect to pass up at number two. It's easy, man. All righty. Number good three. Good work. Good work. Number three, Portland Trailblazers. We did our mock draft on Bleach Report. I took Brandon Miller to be safe. I got slight pushback. And as I've had a little bit more time to think, Thinking about what the Trailblazers are going to do and reports are going on, Damian and Lillard saying that, hey, if y'all don't trade that third pick, you're going to trade me because I need someone that I could go to war with. I need that counterpart, and you guys have to trade that third pick to go get someone. So it allows me to still think that one of these teams are going to come in. It's between Brandon Miller and Eamon Thompson, in my opinion. But I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to go to safe route. It's got to be Brandon Miller at that three spot. Great pick. I was really thinking you were about to go I with the man. See, you got to make him think, man. Get the attention going. I now, Pierre, picking for the Houston Rockets. I'm hoping I see an Anthony Black selection right here. <laughs> nah, no Anthony Black today, man. Um, we're going to go with uh, a man Thompson out of the overtime elite program. It's going to go out there with Ime Udoka and uh, Jalen Green and them guys. Speaking of rim pressure, not many guys in this draft that's going to do that much better. Hopefully, um, the shooting for those guys continue to go up so he can have space to operate. And one thing that can be taught and developed in the NBA is a jump shot. And he has all of the other tools, so you hope that the jump shot can catch up. And even if it doesn't, I think this dude can have major success. I loved interviewing him and his brother. Um, I, I buy into them as NBA players who are going to develop the proper way and put the work in. So... Uh, we we feel safe with this pick. I'm telling you, Drew. It's a man. A man? Yeah. All right. Hey, what'd you say, Amen? Uh, Amen. Um, Pete, talk to me. What's quick, real quick? What's your thoughts on overtime elite? I don't really have no thoughts, but th this is this is what I would say. 
I've been watching the NBA draft process for a very long time. I, I feel old because I, I didn't seen fucking LeBron get picked. And now I'm about to watch <laughs> the 2023 class. So that's legitimately 20 years. A prospect is a prospect. You know what I mean? Sure. Very rarely do you see somebody and you like, oh, he only good because he's, you know, beating up on a competition. I think some of the guys, I mean, some of the traits that both of these guys have shown, they would have showed in a G League, OTE or college. I always prefer the college route just because I feel like you're playing against your peers okay. and um, college is different from the NBA. So it's going to make you work a little bit more depending on where you go. But I, I, I look at them as a prospect and not necessarily the competition level. And um, I'm able to gauge what I gauge based off of um, my scouting. And uh, no no hate to overtime elite. I like the answer. Next What's up, your thoughts? Why do you ask me that? What's no, your I'm thoughts? just curious because we talked about it on the last podcast. And um, uh, some words were exchanged about overtime elite, whether you're positive or not. But I just want to get your opinion, man. No, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. But I think for me, I always look at that closely for bigs. Okay. Bigs can really go somewhere and dominate the competition level, and then they get to the NBA and they're all out of whack. Okay. Some of the tools that they have, the first, a quick first step works anywhere. <laughs> no doubt. But that's Amen. You know what I mean? That, I mean, the athleticism of Amen and Nassar, that's why it's just going to translate regardless. Exactly. But the exactly. jump shot really was. Ah. Yeah, and the jump shot was going to hurt and hinder them in any area too. I mean, any, you know, in fact. college, G League, that we were going to see that that was going to be a glaring weakness. But yeah. All right, Riv, talk to me. Detroit Pistons. Uh, you know, um, I've, I've been uh, reading up on some Detroit stuff today, and there's actually been talks of them possibly swinging on the other Thompson brother. Weaver made a uh, comment. He was like, uh, they asked him, would he prefer boom or bust or the safer prospect? And he was like, sometimes you got to take a swing. You know, sometimes you got to go for the boom potential. He didn't so, give an answer, really. No, he didn't. So it, it, gives, <laughs> it, gives, me, it gives me the the vibe that he might swing on this one. But I'm going to go with this pick. I think I'm going to go Cam Whitmore here. Okay. I think I'm going to bring in somebody who brings a lot of athleticism. You can put him in the corner, have him come from the dunker spot. He can make good cuts. Defensively, he's there. He's not a good shooter. But I think with him, Cade, Ivy, Duran, and then you got Monty as the coach, I think these four can really develop into a really, 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 really great four. I think Jarris is safer. But I'm going to go boom here for them. And I think Cam comes in right away and does some good things for them. So I like Cam at five. Now for the sixth pick, looking at the Orlando Magic, what they need is they need space and they need a true floor general point guard. So I'm really – there's a couple options here that I like. I like Anthony Black. I like Taylor Hendricks, and I like Grady Dick. I think Grady's a bit too high to take here. Taylor Hendricks, probably this is the perfect spot for him, really this right around where he I should agree. go. I agree. But I'm going with the point guard, man. I'm going with Anthony Black. I think wow. I think Anthony I think Anthony Black has legitimately the best processing of any guard in this draft outside of possibly Scoot Henderson, and he doesn't get enough credit for his athleticism. He's a great athlete. He's not the Tom. He's not a Thompson twin level athlete, but he's still a great athlete. He has a, a quick first step. The biggest knock on him is the jump shot. But I think if you have Anthony Black, a six seven point guard paired up with the size that Orlando already has. You're building a good foundation, and with that 11th pick they have, they'll select a shooter. When I talked to Anthony Black, he he told me personally he can shoot. He told me that the his coach, uh, Eric Musselman, uh, preached to attack 
So he told me, don't don't pay attention to the shooting and all of them, whatever people saying. That was just the game plan for the team was to attack, 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 attack. But he said the jump shot is not a problem. So what do you think about Anthony Black to Orlando, Pee Wee? I like it. Um, I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, I like it because I feel like he's a basketball player. He's a guy that can be the, the you know, number one really lead guard, but I think he can play next to Markel. I love the, the fact that they already have so much size and so much, um, you know, versatility. And I love that they have the pick at 11. So you don't have to jump up and take Grady Dick at six because nice. there's no way Grady Dick name should be in this top 10 conversation at all for any of these teams. But having a pick at 11 lets you get the shooting there. Would you have taken Anthony Black or would you have taken somebody else? Uh, it, it depends. But did the draft go exactly the way it's been? Correct. Yes. I would have taken Anthony Black. All right. Mm. All right. Talk to me, I John. I think Hendricks is perfect for Orlando. So now for the Pacers. There it is. You a gave team him a that, gift. That really this is where he's perfect Facts. for. You gave him a gift. Hendricks? Hendricks, absolutely. Figure. This is where really? he actually gets a role. Like, I mean, you've got Jairus Walker, Taylor Hendricks on the board still. I'm hiring Hendricks for shot blocking too. A little bit bigger, like an inch taller. But I think Asar Thompson would be a nice player for the Pacers. Okay. When he does not transition, opens up the floor. Defensively, he has so much potential. Is that your pick? That's a it's good not pick. my pick. Oh, okay. oh you know what? I didn't. I th- why, for some reason, I thought Riv took Asar. I might have would have been strong at, five, at six with the Magic. It, it would have been between Anthony Black and Asar. Okay. This is a hard decision here, man. But can I ask John decision. why Taylor Hendricks is the perfect fit for Orlando when they have Wendell, Paolo, Franz? I say that because while he's a four, they desperately, like most rebuilding teams, need shooting. And Black can develop as a shooter. It's possible. But I think there's a clear limitation with him because of the release point. And I don't think he can be much of a ball threat. And if you're pairing him up with Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs and he doesn't develop as a shooter, now you've got three guards who can't take the top off of defense, which is the concern. So I think Hendricks, his spot-up shooting, plus the versatility guard one through four, or I'd say two through four, Probably not the most fluid guarding point guards like Jairus, but I think Kendricks' role will be kind of ideal in Orlando as a spot-up shooter early on. So if Hendricks was the then. pick... Because you can get him at 11, probably. Yeah, for sure. So if Hendricks was the pick, would he start? No, probably not day I, I doubt it day one. Uh, is it crazy to have Franz start at the two? Yeah, No, because that means Hendricks is at the three. Which is fine. Which you have, you run a big lineup. Uh, I think Franz yeah, would have to start at the small like, forward, I but... I don't like that. And the My, yeah, this, if Hendricks it's just wasn't not like two K, now for sure. Yeah, it does. But if, if Hendricks wasn't versatile defensively, then I'm with you. But he does provide you that. My worry with Hendricks four. is that he pre- he pre- doesn't press at the rim at all. He doesn't shoot well at the rim at all. Yeah, forty three percent layups in the half court. The only thing he really does is shoot the ball well. So the same way you can say for Anthony Black, well, if the three point shot doesn't develop, if the three point shot for Hendricks doesn't translate as well, and he's just an average three point shooter. Now we're talking about somebody who's Why very one Why do people say this about Jabari last year, though? People did say that about Jabari, though. People did. People say I don't think yeah, enough people, people did. Say. No, people said. Why do people have the first overall pick then, man? Over Paolo. But the people who did it Alex. definitely said that his shooting might not translate because he was doing anomaly stuff sure. yeah, at he was. Auburn. So it was like. The pull-up shooting was legit. Yeah. Right, Ultimately, John's. for the Pacers. He still didn't pick. No, he didn't. <laughs> He's stuck, man. He tried to stall, and he couldn't. It's between Asar, Jarris, and Hendricks. That's At least really that's what I think. I got one. I got one question too. What's up? You have Hendricks over Jarris Walker. I do slightly. They're in the same okay. tier, but there's more of a swing skill of, with Jarris. Jarris is if passing he, is OD. He's good in the short roll. Neither are great finishers. Walker's a better one. 
But I think Kenrich is shot blocking too, like the weak side rim protection on top of the switchability that Walker also brings. I would, I would if I were a GM, I would take Taylor before Jarrett's. Um, but with this pick, I'm going Asora Thompson. Defensively, he has all the tools. Said it wasn't your pick. What do you mean? No, he said he had him. He was considering him. Oh, okay. I was between him and Hendricks, but God ultimately for the Pacers, they already have a ton of shooting. What Thompson can do in transition. Washington. Yes. I wanted him to Utah so bad. Even if he hasn't Washington. developed as a shooter, I'm pretty I'm a pretty big believer in Rick Carlisle's offense having the shooting around Asor and his playmaking from the top of the key, opening up the floor for these guards, I think it'd be a really good fit for a team that desperately needs some wing talent. Ah, I'm in a tough spot here. I'm in a tough spot here because the Wizards definitely want a point guard. All the swing picks are basically off the board. That's a fact, man. And and, and it's been a very as, – as time has gone on, we've seen Case and Wallace's projection go lower and lower. But I feel like if the draft board were to break this way, Case and Wallace would be in consideration. But it's so hard to pass up on Jarris to pass up on Taylor. I'm definitely considering Jalen Hood Shafino, too. That's a guy that needs acknowledgement here at 8. But – Hmm. Might have to consider Kobe Bufkin at this pick. Yes, Kobe sir. Bufkin definitely Please. is another one that Stuck has grown, uh, has continued to to move up a lot of people's draft boards. Ah, man. You taking a star put me in a tough spot, John. I would be completely transparent. I'll be honest. Washington's not thinking about Hendricks yeah. at all. No, no, no. I agree. No, H- Hendricks definitely is not one that I'm looking at here. However, with Kyle Kuzma now, he, be- I believe, if I'm not wrong, he declined, he declined yeah. his option. Yeah. Probably would be looking to get more money either from the from the Wizards or from a team elsewhere. Jarris Walker does become intriguing. He also does provide that playmaking aspect, also a defensive versatility. So at eight, I will be going Jarris Walker. So eighth overall pick, Jarris Walker. Definitely, definitely considered Kaysen. I'm not gonna lie. He just becomes he's just a safe player that Washington could have definitely benefited from. But Jarris falls to eight. They're not saying no. Uh, Pee Wee, pick from uh, Utah Jazz. A lot of interesting conversations there. Uh, I do think the Wizards would be looking at Hendricks. I, I do think they would look at him. They don't have shit. A lot of the names that y'all name, I just think that they would put them in position to fail. Kobe Bufkin, I like, but you got to give Kobe Bufkin something to work with. Same with Case and Wallace. I like Jairus Walker or Taylor Hendricks. Or, but I agree with uh, Drew. Uh, Asar is is like. That's dream night scenario no for the Wizards. No doubt. High upside guy. Let him just do whatever the fuck he want to do for the first couple of years. Nine, uh, Utah. So Utah has Walker Kessler. Um, already an elite rim protecting big. You have all-star Laurie Market. And shout out to John for the Walker Kessler love and last Real. year's draft. Real. I like Kaysen Wallace here because I like the defense, and I feel like if you have him at you know as one of your perimeter defenders with Walker Kessler behind him, that kind of ties everything up. But at nine, it feels like you got to go for more of a reach. Facts. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take Bilal Kolobi. Interesting. 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 You're a Kulabali guy. I respect that. Yeah. That's another one that's continued to rise as we get closer and closer to the draft. I saw. Uh, Victor was talking him up, saying, "Hey, we got Amen, we got Asar, we need yeah. to start respecting Bilal. He's, he's the gym. He's the gym in his draft class. Me, me and Joel was texting, and uh, I'm a I'm a big Bilal guy, man. I'm a big Bilal guy. I never thought I would take him this high, but when I look at Utah and some of the guys that are off the board, and because they have another pick down the line at 16, 16. they can get a point guard at 16. Yeah, you can. You know what I mean? You can. You can, they have 16 and 28 left." 
you could take a reach at your nine. You this is this is what the top 10 pick is for is for you to take that reach and live a little. And then at 16 and 28, you can keep it safe. You know, reading on Bilal Kalabelli, um, and I hope I'm pronouncing Kulubali. the name right. It's Kulabali. It's super hard to pronounce for it me. Is. Understand. Cole. It's actually Kolabali. Kolabali. Okay. Okay. That's Not much enough. easier. Kolabali. In the middle. I heard somebody pronounce it, and then I just wrote it down in, in the abbreviate, like Kolabali. On, on all the scouting videos, I heard them call him Kolabali, but if... NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. I was reading no, up This on is him. one of those names where it's going to be five ways to say it. <laughs> Jeremy Shohan of this year. I was yeah. reading up so on Chan. him. So Chan. I was definitely saying So Chan. Yeah. For sure. I was saying And so somebody described him as somebody, if you watch his highlights, you can very easily be sold on him sure. becoming a star player. But there's one stat with him that kind of alarms me, and it's that in the half court per game, he only attempts about two shots in He's the half court. So on offense, though the highlights look amazing, when you watch the full games on him, he becomes very invisible offensively. Could be in large part due to his role mm-hmm. with the Metropolitans, but that was one of the biggest knocks on him. But he is he is somebody who has already a skill set that you like. He can shoot, he can defend, and then we'll see if his other his other parts of his game can round out. No, and I think that's why Utah is probably the perfect spot because they run a lot of off ball actions, a lot of cutting, a lot of spacing. So he can Will Hardy can you know he's gonna he's gonna be all right with Will Hardy. Utah is a team though that could use some creation. I mean, Laurie's yeah. not a creator himself, really. He's the Laurie the play finisher. Laurie is is a guy who played a lot of off ball work and he averaged twenty five points thrives. a game. He thrives. So, that's yeah. why I say that you don't really have much creators. Of course, Laurie is yeah. a, a anomaly. You still do have Jordan Clarkson over there. Okay. Tucker, uh, Ochai Abaje is not a creator, but I think you got some guys where you can run you a little decent offense. They're they're a long way from being complete. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what the sixteenth pick is for. Get that point guard. Or if you got the tenth overall pick, the Dallas Mavericks. No, no, Hendricks is here. I'm going Taylor Hendricks. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah, it's Taylor Hendricks is there. You got the shooting. Big man, him and Luca would probably be perfect in the pick and roll, pick and force pop. Force me to fuck with Dallas if you no, dream yeah. scenario, man. Yeah, Harry's dream scenario. Right, I didn't have to do much and think about it. Mm. I never thought that he would be here, but every time I do, I did a mock draft earlier, and it was like him or Jairus Walker. There's always one of them there for the Mavericks, which I never thought would be possible, but if, here they are. If a Sar drops to seven, I think that the Pacers do take a Sar, but that Pacers. Seventh pick is where I see Taylor Hendricks going. Me too. I, I don't see the Asar with the paces. I just I don't. Halliburton, uh, Matherin. Get out and run. They really don't have. They need a Ford. Fat, they, they, don't they, got do, none. they do. They yeah, they need a four. He's a two. Oh, you Matherin's said a forward a or four? A forward. Forward. Yeah. They've got. Could definitely run him at the three. Could play the three. He could. I, I but he's they, more of a like. Yeah, they need combo. a power forward. They wow. need. They need an actual four more well, than he, a wing. Attacks the basket. His physical. I don't know. He seems like a forward. You get t- you get Turner and Jairus Walker in that front court That's with Halliburton and Matherin. You could go. You could fucking find. Yeah, I just think if, if Hendricks doesn't go seven, he does fall a I couple agree. of couple spots. I like the idea of Indiana trading the pick, 
getting the Raptors pick at 14 and getting OG back. They said they want to keep OG. Rumors. Yeah, I saw There's that There's also too. rumors that they, that uh, that Gary Trent wants to stay, so it's seeming like Toronto no, wants yeah, to they're, keep they're that talking, together. Keep both, they're both young. I'm so. keeping Sick, together dude. mid. I'm done. Respect Screaming. Gary Trent. Respect, Respect OG. Trent. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Gary Trent. You know, I'm a Gary Trent guy. That's my, my dog. 11th overall like, pick for me is, is very easy, and I expect them to be on the board at this point. I think it's Grady Dick. I think Definitely. he's going to fall right this into the Magic's lap. dream lab. scenario for Orlando. He's somebody that they need shooting, and he's one of the best shooters in his draft class. It's an easy, easy, easy pick. What what what, what makes you pick him over Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins? Max, that's the one. Listen, that that is a good point. It could be either or. The reason why I probably pick Grady Dick over Jordan Hawkins is because I like the size more of Grady Dick. That's probably it. And I like the versatility more in terms of just can dribble. all you around really see, uh, him, him being a, a better passer than him. That's what I see. You know, I see Jordan. Both are going to play an off-ball role in Orlando, so I can see either or being the I pick. think Grady's better off-ball in general. He's better cut into the rim. He's better at being a connector in terms of making the next play. He's also a better creator, and it's not saying much if Hawkins doesn't really do Jordan it. Hawkins, again, this is from the horse's mouth. He told me, don't buy into that. That's just the way that the offense was. And they found more. He's inside school. Yeah, I mean, he's an inside school guy. I, I can only watch the, the film. I, I'm just saying, yeah, he just told me, you know, when they won games, that's how, for them to win, he had to play an off-ball threat, running around screens. But he said, I, I asked all of these guys, what's one thing that's going to surprise people? And he right. told me the fact that he can create his own shot because he didn't get the chance to do that. And it was Cam Whitmore that said, I think it was Cam, that – it was Jordan, guard. Jordan was the hardest player yes. to guard because he moves so well. I mean, this is probably yeah. the best college mover. I yeah, can't wait till he's in L.A. Yeah. It's going to be viral. You're nuts. <laughs> or Utah. Or Utah. Facts. Pick before. That's so, That'd be tough. Or Atlanta. They could break my heart, too. 15. All yeah. those teams. Now, 12th win. overall pick. You're picking for OKC, John. Who are you going with? You know, naturally, I initially mocked Bilal Koulibaly to them because Sam Presti's sick and his looks are upside at every single chance he can get. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I think they're a pretty big candidate in the move this pick. We're not doing trades, though, right? No. no. Okay, so I'm going to take... We need to start doing trades one We should. Yeah. Can I think... Uh, make sure we should start just throwing in hella trades. Then it depends. <laughs> who, what teams are we each going to have? Depends. Whoever, if he wins trades to 15, whoever has 15, you got to just say yeah. We're just going to have to do the math real quick. <laughs> okay. I, I like Derek Lively, but not as a backup center in this team. And I think I'm going to go Jordan Hawkins here for... You fucker! With Isaiah Thunder. Joe there? With Isaiah Joe, I mean, like I said before, he's one of the best off-ball movers. He's six foot five. You don't think about Jet here because of the size? I, no. I do consider Jet, but that's that's with Hawkins' off-ball movement, you mm-hmm. can use that in so many different actions with Shea. Yep. And I think you can kind of stack together the creators, the ball handlers that the Thunder have with that high-level shooter, and you can start Hawkins. You can have him off the bench with Isaiah Joe. There's a couple of different things they can do here, and ultimately – this is a uh, I can't miss pick I think personally. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just look at they got Isaiah Joe, they got Jordan coming off the bench. Small, very very small, typical uh, backcourt. It is. He's yeah. six foot five. That's the I think part of Isaiah's it. Isaiah's about six two six three. I want to say. I, it is paused right now. Yeah, but in Streamyard. Oh, now we're pausing Streamyard. That's tough. Maybe they saved me from my L take. What happened? Computer just ate shit. I don't think it's an L take. I'm kind of upset. No, I'm joking. Uh, I think it's a good pick, though. Yeah. Oh, we're back on. So, for all of you guys that may not have caught it, with the 12th overall pick, we decided to take Jordan Hawkins from UConn from the Thunder. He is crazy, you. I decided to. (laughs) 
because really the Thunder don't have a need here. And I think the biggest necessity, the one thing they lack is three-point shooting. Okay. Hawkins' off-ball movement on top of the creators they have and Giddy and SGA. I think they run a couple of different actions with him. And it's going to open up more spacing for Shea to get even better, which yeah. for Oklahoma City And there the, is the, the staggering way. minutes between Giddy and um, SGA is going to be cool because now you can send Giddy to the bench quicker. Have him out for the second half. Keep having shooters in, rotating, rotating. And that's really good for the spacing. Drew. Raptors. My Raptors. Ah, man. 13. Your, your Raptors. Yeah, nuts. for sure. All right. Hey, man, you got to you gotta go with the vibes. Uh, exactly. I've been here since um, day one. I've seen the bill. Uh, Raptors are one of those you know? teams that obviously Fred does not seem as if he's going to be back in Toronto. So I'm looking at point guard, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention... Derek Lively here also. I do think they need some help at the big position. They did bring up Yaka Pertle in at the trade deadline. He will most likely re-sign as a free agent. I'm, a, I'm expecting that. You don't trade first-round picks and, and and not re-sign a guy. But Derek Lively is definitely a guy that I, I should mention. But I feel like it is going to be a point guard. I'm between Jalen Hood-Shafino and Kaysen Wallace. I just think that Kaysen Wallace fits Toronto's. Toronto's game plan a little bit more. They're a defensive-oriented team. Kaysen obviously provides you with stable stable offensive ability, but really why he's getting drafted here is because his defense can be elite at the NBA level, and I think that with them needing a point guard, Kaysen fills that need perfectly. I'm not mad at it. Um, right now at 14, or what is this, yeah, 14? The Pelicans, facts. The Pelicans. <sighs> Like I said, I don't know if y'all heard me before that happened. Um, I feel like John with the Thunder, where like I look at the point guard spot, you got CJ, you got Jose. Uh, last year, you drafted Dyson Daniels, who can play with one and two. You still got Kira Lewis, Herb Jones. Then for the wings, you got Ingram, Najee Marshall, uh, Trey Murphy, Josh Richardson, Valanchunas. Like, I don't, I don't know where to go. Um, this team still has Jackson Hayes, who I felt was going to be traded um i am going to take this is a tough very tough pick because i feel like this is just guard. we're at the part of the draft where it's guard galore no doubt um hmm. i am going to take noah Clowney. oh taking noah oh, Clowney wow. from alabama it's gonna reach mode you have to you have to you have to reach i'm gonna take noah Clowney. i was very high on noah, noah Clowney. um Way earlier, I kind of fell off a little bit, but right now it just seems like the best best thing to do if I can't make a trade. Yeah, Kobe, um, Kobe didn't enter your mind. Kobe or Jalen, Kobe or Jalen Hushafino. Those are the two. I just think that they need. To be honest with you, I was just about to say, give me a second so I could think, because but it wasn't gonna be those two. It's gonna be more Keontae George. I just think like shooting, but as far as the guard play, yeah. They kind of overloaded, bro. Shit. I wish it was some type of wing. Somebody took Grady Dick, no right? Yeah, he facts. took Grady no Dick. Until, they're overloaded, but they don't have anyone that can really play make at the guard position at that type of level. Like, obviously, CJ can. And then, obviously, Brandon Ingram's another one that you look at. He could play make. I don't know. Co oh, the A. You're absolutely right. So Give me Kobe Pumpkin. I didn't. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. I convinced him. No, he can't go back. No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't know that Kobe Pumpkin <laughs> was still on the board. <laughs> nah, he knew. I'm, I'm sorry. He, he, we got me. I convinced him. That's a W for me. I'm taking that. What the uh, hell? All right, Pete. Uh, Why you was gonna take? Was you gonna take oh, Kobe? Oh God, Bufkin? I was about to take Kobe next. Yes. Then I'm not taking Kobe Buffkin. Give me, give me Nick Smith Jr. 
Cool. All right. Ooh. All right. All right. So no Noah Clowney. You're going Nick Smith. Give me Nick Smith Jr. Right. Give me All Nick right. Smith Jr. Somebody who can who can be a little bit of both. So I, I don't know. On... I just don't like I just don't like I don't like that pick. If I, I'm like John, if I could, I would probably try to trade that. Talk to me. I would though. put a package together. Why not push your fino? Uh, I don't like Jalen. He he's too similar to Dyson Daniels okay. for this on this roster. He's Jalen Hushafino is one of my favorite guards in this entire draft, but specifically for the New Orleans Pelicans, him and Dyson Daniels is just kind of a redundant thing. Okay. Uh, even who did I just take for them? No, you took Noah Clowney. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick Smith. Nick Smith. Nick Smith. Oh, yeah, Nick Smith. Noah Clowney. Noah Clowney might be a, a a good ass pick for them. They might have to be one of those teams that ain't caught up in the the hype of like draft talk on Twitter. Yeah. And say fuck all the, the the hype and just take what they need because they're going to run into they're going to become a team that their prospects aren't really going to grow as much because everything is so loaded. Mm. If I get Keontae George or or yeah. you know Jed Howard, how can he get minutes? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why the Pelicans are an odd fit because they have so much young talent, but they don't have enough minutes for everybody to play. I'm with you. Maybe that's a it's good the same one. thing with the Thunder. It all is right, the same talk thing. Talk to me, fifteen. Uh, Kobe and this is where you're taking Kobe Bufkin? Yeah, I think I'm going to take Kobe here. Why not Hood? Right. You was all Jalen Hood Shafino two minutes ago. That was me. That, that was wasn't, me, to first be of all, wrong dude. That's, <laughs> that, was, that wasn't me. Second of all, I feel like Atlanta is also one of those weird spots where, like, you don't know what they're going to do. But I think the thing that they need the most is another guard. Because outside of Trey Young and DeJounte, I mean, I feel like they have a little bit of a logjam at the forward spot. With AJ, with DeAndre Hunter, Jalen Johnson kind of rose on the scene last year a little bit. And, of course, if they ever decide to move John Collins, but until he gets moved, he's still there. And then they got Clint, they got Onyeka. So what do they not have depth in? The backup point guard position. I think Kobe is the perfect Swiss Army knife that can do pretty much a little bit of everything. And he's somebody that can fill that role. Even if DeJounte decides to leave, they still have Kobe Bufkin that can play off ball and on ball. So. I'm, I That's think it's a weird pick. spot, but I'm I'm gonna go Kobe here. It's a great fit. It's a good the pick. I should have picked him first. You should have. It's a great pick. You should have took him first. It's a great pick. Uh, I'm not nah, the Pelicans cool. They don't need Kobe. Ironically Kobe. enough, you took Noah Clowney or wanted to take Noah Clowney for the Pelicans. That's one you could contemplate here too, with a lot of rumors about John Collins getting traded. He's been having those rumors for four years. I was like a sophomore in high school. But I only said a six ten guy obviously can rim protect, but also can stretch the floor a little bit. That's one of those that we got to see if the shot translates to the NBA. Oh, definitely. John plays the forward. They have Jalen Johnson. He also plays the forward. Okay. Then you got Clint. You got Onyeka. Like, there is no there's no guards. There's no extra I guards. I just heard so many rumors of John Collins yeah. that Clint Capella potentially getting moved. They're another team. Loaded every – almost every position. DeJounte is a two. Then you have Bogdanovich. You have DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Max. Sadiq Bey. John Collins. Sadiq Bey is another one. Yeah. It's another forward. Like, they just – they don't got enough guards. Even with – with, You're right. With the Pelicans, they got a lot Adrian of Adrian Griffin, who deserved to get more CJ minutes. CJ McCollum, I feel like, is taking a spot from one like he, you know what I'm saying? So it's like kind of crazy to say because of CJ, but yeah, he, he doesn't fit the timeline. It's okay. Now at the next pick, the 16th overall pick, Pee Wee took Bryce Koulibaly. So now they have Bilal. him. They have Markinen. Blau. Now they have Walker Kessler. I'm gonna go with the swing pick here. Another swing pick. I'm going with Keontae George. I like that. Shot creator. Yeah. I feel like they, they need, need some it. shot creation. There they, no there's Jaylen already Hood? a rumor that Colin Sexton is on a trade block. So that means that a guard possibly is going to be out of that rotation. He didn't play much for them last year in the second half of the season. So Keontae George is going to have a lot of opportunity to grow and just be free in that offense. That's a tough one. You, you, you didn't think of Jalen Hood at all? 
I thought about it, but I like Keontae George's upside more. Because they do got Ogbaji, who'll probably play more next year. Clarkson will still be there. Uh, they got Colin if they do decide to move him. Taylor Horton, he does play guard, too. Yeah. Let's stop mentioning him. It's a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> played well with him. I don't know. I don't really... Yeah, he always has a couple of really good games, but like Taylor Horn Tucker at this point is a guy you, you don't prioritize in a rebuild. Oh, He's kind of just a guy. Like, I'll tell this, you what, 17. Derek yeah. Lively's on the board. Still? It's intriguing. Holy shit. Yeah. He's still on the board. It's wow. intriguing. Jalen Hutchifino definitely would be one of those. No, no, no. Come on now. The LA. Come on now. And this is my yeah, pick. Yeah, it is yours. It is. With the 17th overall pick, the Lakers are going to take Tariq Whitehead. Out of Duke. John. 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 Over Lively? Why? What? John, What's, I get it. Why is I that get crazy? It. No, it's not, it's not insane. Really? Whitehead? But it's just a risk. Why he's one crazy? of those. I say this. He's a risk for the fact that he obviously has the injuries. There's a lot of upside in him. For sure. But Which, the Lakers aren't a team that need upside They're not right a developing now. type team. Just not right now. They it's aren't a, a developing good type team. LeBron James wasn't Are you going to say and tell me Austin, Austin Reeves? Reeves? I knew you were going to do that. That was an anomaly. Austin Reeves being as good as he was was a shock. Caruso, another one, being as good as he was, was a, a I disagree shot. with that take. The Lakers develop young talent well. They yeah. just don't have top five picks. The case for Derek Whitehead is obviously It's a great his, pick. It's just early. Broke his, early. At 17, I don't think it's early. He broke his foot in like August and really didn't have a healthy season at Duke. Had to undergo surgery again later on in the year. He was a top-ranked prospect for a reason. The three-point shooting this last year, above 40%. You're getting a player that's not going to have to play day one because you, you drafted Max Christie last year. You have optimism. He becomes your fourth or fifth sure. guy off the bench. Yeah. And you look at Jarek Whitehead. He's not going to have to play day one. But in year right. two or three, he can fill in as a spot-up shooter. And if he can regain that athleticism he showed at Montverde, this could be a fan- fantastic. I don't think you're thinking for the Lakers. Because the Lakers don't think two, three years down the road. They think right now. who's going to help them win right but now. But they're a deep team. At what? We, we kind of are. are a deep team. We kind of are. Do they have a backup center? No, that's why it needs to be Derek, bro. Needed to Their be backup centers. Like you just Mo blessed Bamba. Miami, yeah, exactly so. because Miami, without a doubt, one hundred percent is going Derek Lively right now. They're a team that needs big. The help. Lakers are getting themselves a quality prospect. I don't disagree. I think no, Whitehead, Derek is, Whitehead good. is going to be Three. a good, a yeah. solid option, especially late because their injury concerns. He's dropping in the draft, but listen, I think Derek Whitehead is a very firm prospect. I think Jersey and what that's fits the, thing. the Lakers timeline right now is Derek. I agree, Derek but Lively, centers, let's be honest, they take two or three years to develop, too. Centers don't come in day one ready to contribute. Very rarely is a Walker Kessler that good defensively. Derek Lively I agree, but they would need him to, to do grow. that. We would need him he, to do he that. He would be the backup. He would He would most definitely be our backup. Even still, if he's playing the playoffs as a rookie deep in the postseason. But he's getting runs with the second unit. It's not like we're needing him to get starting minutes immediately. That's fair. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, they're gonna play AD forty minutes in the playoffs anyway. So. I am going. I am. What's going the difference between Derek White, Derek Whitehead, and fucking Lonnie Walker on the Lakers? The fact they're probably not gonna be able to bring back Walker. <laughs> you talking about as a player? I see how you tried to get out of that. No, he seems. I think and Frazier signed. I was gonna gone. say we got him on a one. I year. think he he outplayed his his price tag his last. I year. mean, it was it was a moment. He did a moment. He had a moment <laughs> where he outplayed his. Price oh tag. Wait, let's My be honest. Lonnie was their third best player up until Reese came back from his injury. Relax. He was their third best player, dude. Early in the season, you're saying first half of the year. So All right. I'm not gonna disagree. Right? Nah, Lonnie was hooping. Yeah. Lonnie was right? And then he came back in the playoffs and played a big role down the stretch in the Warriors series. He's a really good player. He had well. he had a moment. And it Moments. was amazing. He had a moment. Really good it was unbelievable. Moment. It was an unbelievable moment that I'll never forget for the rest that of my life. That was a quality year by can I, good young. Can man. I ask a serious question? Talk to me. How did the Lakers develop Rui Hachimura? 
I mean, you what, said that, so I'm asking. Would you say that it's easily the best that Rui's played in the NBA? It's a matter of situation. Yeah. He called the Phil Handy one, one of the biggest reasons why he played that well. It is the most yeah. talent he's ever played with, P. I won't say it so wrong. I'm asking, how did, he de- how did they develop him? Well, in the second unit, he got the right type of opportunity, creating a little bit, but then primarily. Phil Handy. Phil Handy. Phil Handy. Phil Handy. Another goat. He has a good. And thank God he's staying with the Lakers. He's not Just going. Uh, he's now, 18th pick is yours, time. Drew, for the Miami Heat. Yes. Yeah, so with the 18th selection, I will be going with Derek Lively, a team that needs big help desperately, especially you bring in Derek Lively. Now, Bam Adebayo isn't desperately needed down low in the paint. Now, in pick and roll situations, he can switch. He can get out on the perimeter. Obviously, Bam Adebayo is one of the few guys in the league that can switch you one through five. Bam Adebayo, one of the best defensive players in the game, but... They need more presence down low, and I think with Derek Lively falls to 18, they're getting a blessing. Wee man, don't 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 fuck up my Warriors. Uh, with the 19th overall pick, the Warriors are going to take James Najee out of Barcelona. Nah, he didn't reach. He didn't reach. I don't think he reached. I like it a lot, actually. Wait, you need Whitehead you need... was a reach, but this wasn't. Um, no, this is not a reach to me. You think he'll be this ready? Not a reach. Day one. Who is going to be ready day one? Kobe Jones. For the Warriors? Chris Murray. <clears throat> Chris Murray definitely could be ready day one. It was between Chris Murray and, and, and James Nod. I thought I thought Kobe Jones would be the pick for the Lakers if mm. you were going to take the guard, that would to be honest with you. He's on, he's on a list of my five favorite prospects in this draft, but um, Derek Whitehead was it. So uh, I'm looking at a mock <laughs> draft right here in front of me where Derek Whitehead is at 28th. Not nah, for sure. It's it's the injuries, bro. It, it has people. It has people second guessing. Damn nice. I like him. He's on. He's on. He's a, he's a sleeper for me. No, I mean, a, he's, he's a, a shoot guy. Freak. He has a bag to get shots off. Um, his finishing is questionable, but I, I, you know, at this point, everybody has some questionable. Here we go. Swinging for the fences. Then fuck it, right? Why not? Let's oh. have some fun. This is all day. Jalen Hunchfino still on the board. It's not, which is crazy it, to me. It's just crazy. This happened in our last mock. It did happen. Yeah, too. Wasserman gave us uh, gave us. I, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, uh, I think the next team we'll go to is probably Brooklyn because I ain't picking him with you. I don't blame you because you went Amon, right? Yeah. So whoever, who went Amon? You whoever four? I did. Okay. I did. Went Amon. So we got our point guard of the future. Sweet. We got Jalen Green at the two. I am now a Houston fan, so Houston Nation. Uh, we got Singoon, big Singoon fan now. It's up. We got him at the five. We got Easton on the bench. Mm. I feel like we need another wing, though. I agree. I think I see a wing. I do. I see Leonard Miller. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking but at. I see, I see some shooters, Jets right there. Facts. Bryce. Could go Bryce. You know what? I'm going to go Bryce. Okay. okay. I like, I like that. I'm, I'm going to go like Bryce. That. I feel like Bryce is probably I hate Bryce. this fucking pick. I hate this pick so much. <laughs> Bro, what's wrong with nah, Bryce? I'm going to go Bryce. He's a bucket. Bryce got I, I'm exactly. Going Bryce. This, so. team, this team has too many of that. It has too many buckets. It had KPJ, Jalen Green, now Bryce. Now fucking you got Jabari, Shingun. Like, they need somebody who's going to step on the court and, the, and the, the priority is not going to be good. A bucket. Bang down low. That's I'm not bang down low, but they try. I mean, they got Tari Eason. I think he fits that, but they need a couple more guys like Tari well, Eason. I would have gone Leonard Miller. Leonard Miller would have been my pick here oh, for the yeah. fact that he he'll he'll get hit. He makes his presence felt down low, and he tries to make an active effort of finishing near the basket. So I like this pick. That's what I, we feel like aiming for. Run the show. Set okay. the table. All right. All right. I feel there. like the Rockets got a lot of swing picks. Leonard Miller is a good prospect. I feel like he's a swing pick as well. That's why I think I, I like Bryce Sensiball. He's a solid player. I think, especially after swinging for Amen Thompson with with the Rockets pick, I like either Bryce Sensiball 
or a Chris Murray. Just That's an older Thank prospect. There you go. Chris Murray. They need a fucking Chris Murray. They need somebody who's not like, give me the ball, watch out. Yeah. Which Leonard Miller would be like that as well. It's like, I'm getting the rebound and I'm going. Fuck, fuck, uh, fuck the, three, the three guys ahead of me. Yeah. I'm making something happen. The 21st pick in the draft, this is easy for me. The Brooklyn Nets are going with Jalen Hood Shafino. There he goes. Perfect Spencer Dinwiddie replacement. Yes. Thank heavens. All right, John, talk to me. 22. Brooklyn Nets. 22nd overall pick. Don't fall. Easy pick right here. Yep. I just got to take Shafino first for, uh, well, actually, it can mix up the two picks. This guy fell right in your lap. He did. John's not going to pick him. I don't think John's going to pick him. He's not picking him. I think you're talking about Colby Jones, who... I've got oh, no, I'm not talking no, about no, no, no. You shouldn't go to Brooklyn. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I, under, I, I see your logic. I see your logic. However, no, that's not the pick Don't that tell I'm me the either. player you're thinking I of. I won't. It's Noah Clowney, not. right? Yeah, yeah, that's the guy I'm thinking. Is that what really? you're thinking of? Yeah, Noah Clowney? That is I, what I'm thinking. I think one no, I'm not thinking of Noah Clowney. is Gigi Jackson. There's some reports he falls to the second round. I like that. Now you're starting to get to that mold. Same type of player. Gigi's fascinating because at 6'9", his handle, body control around the rim. Feel the shooting wasn't there, but he's also 18 years old. He's so raw, but he has real upside long term in three or four Brooklyn years. Can gamble. Gamble. And the Nets have two first round picks in this class. You have to take a shot on one. I'm taking yep. Gigi Jackson there you go. here at pick right. So, Pee Wee, were you thinking about Leonard Miller? Yes. Really? That's how I was okay. thinking that too. What's the case for Miller or for Jackson? What's there is there is none. I think they're the same type of thing where you have two picks. You took one with Jalen Hushafino, and the next one had to be somebody that's more of a project, and I think both of them fit that. So I'm fine with the Gigi Jackson pick. Okay. You're picking for Portland. I am picking for Portland. Now. And Portland is again, actually. I know, I am, and I selected Brandon Miller. Am I pretending that Brandon Miller is on the Blazers? Yes, you should. Okay. You pick them. All right. Not just making sure, <laughs> just because we're saying that on a competing. They are trying to win. You guys say a competing Blazers team. It, Brandon Miller will not be on the Who Blazers. Who said that? That's what I listen. This is what I just, just heard. Just make right your game wants to win now. That's what I said. That's what I heard. So, I think regardless of that fact, I think for the fact that you can't trust their big man, not even a little bit. I feel like this has to be either Noah Clowney, or, or you took James Najee already. That would have been one that definitely would have been uh, me to keep my eye on here. But I am going to be selecting Noah Clowney. Provides you size, can also stretch the floor, defensive versatility. I'm going Noah Clowney. Kobe Jones fell right into the Sacramento Kings lap. For sure. Or no. Or no. Nope. Leonard Miller. Chris nope. Murray. Nope. Who we, who, it's Peace Oh, it's, it's Peace. Yeah. Peace pick. pick. Damn. Max Lewis nope. still nope. in no, I'm, I'm uh, Maxwell Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I like that pick. Let me ask you, is the, is uh this, is Prosper? This is my this is my biggest sleeper in the draft. I think Maxwell Lewis is going to be the steal of the draft if he falls this late. W-T. This dude is a shooter, a scorer, extremely good size. He has enough in his game to uh, attack closeouts after they are honest on a jump shot and finish it. But I think this dude is Chris Middleton, Devin Vassell, even at his highest potential, Paul George level talent. And for him to fall to Sacramento, oh, that's a good draft. That, that's an A-plus for them right there for, for me. P to say someone has Paul George level talent. I praise that is his favorite player. For him to say he could be Paul George, he cannot be exaggerating. Let no, me, this is the dude. This is this is my number one sleeper so I can't in the entire even, class. I, then I can't even ask you if you even thought about Maxon's prosper for the fact that Sacramento needs defense. He can. They def- do. You know what I'm saying? Like he can stretch. He can also make his presence felt down low. 
the defensive versatility. He would definitely probably would have been my pick, but I understand Maxwell Lewis for all the reasons that you said. He he fit prospect fits fits in the next team too. Grid and grind. And that's your but, pick. But, yeah, but I, I but think the Kings the Kings gotta the Kings can't fall into the trap of chasing the playoffs and thinking they have to take their pick as a right now. It no, hurt. Maxwell Lewis is a guy that he's going to be. This is a young team that won. He'll fit that, and they'll have a, a, a budding star who who will take them over the top in three years. They have to think that the Kings have to think about two or three years and not coming in next year. Uh, you know, perfectly said. There's still some for for Memphis. The the goal here is to who can come in and they they're talking about uh, Jones that they're possibly shopping Jones. So who can come in? still defend and be able to bring more three-point shooting to this team. I think Jet brings more three-point shooting. Brandon Pozepski does. But I think Kobe Jones is the easy pick here, somebody who kind of brings in the defense, the playmaking, and the shooting, somebody who can kind of do a little bit of everything. And he can kind of come in and play right now, especially for a team that values that and they want to continue to be competitive and continue to win. With job missing 25 games, you're kind of going to need some rookies to step up, and I think Kobe Jones could be one of them rookies. I like that. Kobe Jones is is a good pick. I like that pick. Now for the Indiana Pacers, 26 selection. Now the first pick was Asar, and this is their next first-round pick, correct? It is. They didn't pick Mm -hmm. again. Okay. No, they have a next pick in 29, though. So you know what? I I think that I'm going to go with Proven, man. I, I like Leonard Miller here. I do, but he's a little bit of a project. I feel like they need more win now players, so I'm gonna go Chris with Chris Murray, Murray here. Yeah, that's a good. Pick. Chris Murray's a pick for Indiana. Great pick. Charlie, oh, am I up next? Have yeah. fun. Word. It's the Hornets. Well, I did them well at the second overall pick, so it's only right I do it again. With the 27th overall pick, Jet Howard is still chilling on the board. And well, <laughs> nobody watched the Hornets last year. Fun fact: they had the second worst three point percentage in the league. Obviously, sure. it was down year for them on the offensive end of the floor. Gain in a proven shooter like him that can move well without the ball, I think would also be one of the bigger steals of this mock draft because he really should be going the top 20. Why didn't you pick him then, John? I thought there were guys so that were better fits. Uh, for other oh, okay, okay. This is why this draft is so crazy because I feel the same way about Kobe Jones, Maxwell Lewis. Uh, there's so many guys that, like, after 10, it's just up in the air. A guy could go, I could see certain guys going 15, and I can also see them going 27. I could, you know, Derek Whitehead wasn't much of a reach, we should have said, but that's probably the earliest version I could see him getting drafted. That's but it's fair. such a big window for everything after 10. I do feel like every draft we see that, though, where Jaden Hardy, that was a top five prospect, falls into the yep. second round. It's just like when you're in the moment, it feels like it's every, it's just this specific year. So this is the Utah Jazz's third pick of this mock draft. We got them with Bilal Kulabali. We got them with Keontae George. And I said how we needed some creation. They, the Jazz went and solved that that need at, at pick 16. I think that we could add a little defensive presence. I did mention Maxence Prosper for the Sacramento pick. I am contemplating him here. Brandon Podemski, just for the three-point shooting, another one that I'm contemplating here. But then also, just for the size alone, Leonard Miller enters my matrix. I'm stuck between Leonard Miller and Maxence Prosper. I feel like if I'm the Utah Jazz, I might have to go upside here. So for that, I'm probably, and by probably, I mean I'm 100% selecting Leonard Miller here. I would have went there too. Me too. I would have went with that pick. Good pick. Good pick. That's pretty Thanks, valid. man. Appreciate that. Exactly. Getting, 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 um, getting Miller at pick 28, that's a steal. Talk to me, Mr. The Plug. 
All right, so keep this screen up. Can I see our pre? Okay, we got Asar, perfect. Um, I'm not gonna say perfect. I would have took Hendrix, but cool. Uh, we got Chris Murray, perfect. That is the perfect one right there. Um, and can you go down to the current roster for me, sir? They got Miles Turner, Buddy. He oh, they have Buddy Hill. I forgot Buddy Hill is on his team. He's gonna be a Laker, bro. Don't worry. It's uh, gonna be a son. Uh, um, McConnell. I don't even know. He might still be this. So at the four they have there. Okay, so with that being said, I'm going to have them take. I do think it's time for Buddy Hill to get traded. Shit. To LA, bro. Manifest it. This would have been a good spot. Okay. Um let's have the Pacers take a guy by the name of Ben Shepard from Belmont. Okay. Okay. I like that. Sniper. Surrounding Halley with shooters. I like it. Yeah, yeah, man. He's a sniper. Did uh, Poizemski uh, enter the Matrix or nah? I like Ben Shepard, though. Ben, Maj- ben Shepard definitely. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he did. AirPods did. He He's <laughs> he's talented. He's, uh, he's a little different. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to figure out how to translate him at the NBA level because a lot of the things that you love about him in his college film, I don't project to happen at the NBA, like, is he going to be the main ball handler able to post facts, up and facts. do these post pivot moves? I don't know if he's going to have all of that type of freedom. Maybe, maybe. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Ben Shepard, who is a little bit bigger, shoots the ball off the catch um, and is used to playing in that that particular role. But I do think uh, I do think AirPods is going to be able to be a catch and shoot threat. Lefty smooth like, jumping. Yeah, bro playing like big man at Santa Clara. Hell yeah, bro. Nuts. My Clippers. Jalen Brunson. The first round. Are you staying consistent? I can't because new rumors have come out. Really? So okay. I, have to, I have to be a little different. I respect they that. I get Chris Paul. They might bring Westbrook back. So unfortunately, there is no Chris more. Chris Paul's spots. a Laker. Okay. I mean, maybe he's not. He said he's, it's Los Angeles. Yeah, facts. Teams there. You're right. So let's see. What do the, Let me look at the Clippers roster. They have a lot of stuff. You know, they got Powell, Gordon. They got the two-way wings, Marcus Morris. Batum, Robert, Robert Covington, Zubak, those are the guys. Oh, Terrence Mann, those are the guys are on contracts. Huh. I think Plumlee's gone. I'm looking at Prosper as a, a guy I could pick up. He could be the backup big. I like that. Turk Smith could bring scoring to the guard position if they can't bring back those guards. Sasser also. You don't know who I like? Who you like? I like Trace Jackson Davis here. I just I just went to his name. That would be another one. Kevin O'Connor likes him here too. Should I steal Joel and Kevin O'Connor's answers? You know what? Fuck it. Those You're not on your Max and Prosper vibe? Those are two smart men. I'm going to steal the answer. I'm going to go Trace Jackson Davis here, bringing that guy. Solid. Prosper rebounder. would be good because I don't think Marcus Morris is going to be back. I don't think so either. Neither is Plumley. That's a fact. Yeah. I'm, so I'm going to steal Joel and Kevin O'Connor's answer. I'm going to say Joel said it first. So I'm going to steal Joel's answer. And that does it for the first round. Now, to recap the picks. Wemby goes to the Spurs, Scoot to the Hornets, Brandon Miller to the Blazers, Amen Thompson to the Rockets, Cam Whitmore to the Pistons, Anthony Black to the Magic, Asor Thompson to the Pacers, Jerris Walker to the Wizards, Bilal Kalabali to the Jazz at 9, Taylor Hendricks at 10 to the Mavs, Grady Dick 11 to the Magic, Jordan Hawkins to the Thunder at 12, Kaysen Wallace 13 to the Raptors, Nick Smith Jr., 14 to the Pelicans. Kobe Bufkin, 15 to the Hawks. 16, Keontae George to the Jazz. 
Derek Whitehead at 17 for the Lakers. Derek Lively, the second to the Heat at 18. James Naji at 19 to the Warriors. Bryce Sensabaugh, 20 to the Rockets. Jalen Hood Shafino, 21 to the Nets. Gigi Jackson, 22 to the Nets. Noah Clowney, 23 to the Blazers. Maxwell Lewis, 24 to the Kings. Kobe Jones, 25 to the Grizzlies. Chris Murray, 26 to the Pacers. Jet Howard, 27 to the Hornets. Leonard Miller, 28 to the Jazz. Ben Shepard, 29 to the Pacers. And wrapping up the draft, Trace Jackson Davis, 30th to the Clippers. No one asked, but I will give you my favorite picks of the draft. I really like Keontae George at 16. That makes a lot of sense, especially given the fact that with their first pick, they went with Bilal, more of a guy that, that is a need defensively. But I felt like they needed a little creation. Keontae falls to them at 16. That is extremely firm. firm. Derek Lively at 18. And then Chris Murray, 26. Very good picks right there. What do you think about this mock draft, Pee-wee? Our first mock draft you weren't too fond of. I wasn't. Now nah, you said that Anthony, Anthony Black at four is crazy. Yeah, Anthony Black at four was a little wild. If the Rockets want to do that, they should just trade down. But uh, pull it, pull it up again. Let me see it real quick. I, I, there's a lot of good picks that I do like. Every time I do a mock draft, it's, it's so different. I just did one earlier today, and it was all over the place. That's the best part. But um, I do love the fact that the Lakers were able to get somebody that I think can fit, even though it was a little early. Um, I do love the fact that Maxwell Lewis goes to the Kings. I like Anthony Black with Orlando. Kobe Bufkin with the Hawks is a really, really good pick. Um, Kaysen Wallace with Toronto should be nasty since they're keeping everybody back. He'll give them some size, some defense, and he'll be able to catch and shoot off of Pascal. Um, Derek Lively with the Heat was a really good pick uh, for a backup center. Uh, Gigi Jackson with the Nets is, is a good place for him to be able to, to have some upbringing slowly. And um, yeah, those are those are good ones. It, it's it's tough though, man. It's it's extremely tough. Grady Dick question mark at eleven. I know they need shooting, but Grady Dick at eleven just seems like such a, a early pick. So you but you know Grady's what? Those are the best picks. When when teams say we don't care what you think, we have a guy we like, and it may be too early. But you know, Cam Johnson to the Suns type ordeal. Josh Primo to the Spurs type type thing. <laughs> Um, sometimes you just got to go get your guy. Yeah. Now, Pee Wee is only going to be staying on for the mock draft. We're going to continue the show talking about Bradley Bill and some more stuff. But, Pierre, thank you for being on the show for the mock draft. You know, you're always welcome on the Pick Aside podcast. Pee, and you know, before you go, talk to me. Why didn't none of y'all take Imani Bates? <laughs> Pee, before you go, talk to me. Is there anything you want to shout out? I know you were mentioning the tour. Talk to me, though. What you want to shout out? I just want to shout out that we're going to be able to link up in Vegas, Let's man. Go, man. We're going to be able to link up in Vegas. I can't wait. It's week. right ar- right around the corner, man. Once the draft happens. Yeah, we we there. It's a couple weeks away, man. So I'm, I'm just happy for that. John, are you going to be there? I'm not. I'm not 21 yet, bro. Maybe <laughs> oh, next time. Maybe next time. I just turned 20. He's been 19 for mad long. He's our Jason Tatum. He's our Jason Tatum. But no, I appreciate y'all having me. I think that was a good mock draft. Um. I should have I should have stayed with Noah, Noah Clowney, man. Hey, should have stayed with him. <laughs> Going against your guns. I, that's not very Pee Wee the Plug esque, bro. I hate that team. I hate picking for the Pelicans. <laughs> I would have traded it. Like I would have definitely traded it. Package fourteen with Brandon Ingram, so my boy can go somewhere. He's appreciated. 
Listen, you don't man, like that, huh? We're going to wait and see. Because <laughs> last time you were on, or one of the last few times you were on here, we were talking about, hey, is Brandon Ingram closer to Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? And my boy Jalen Brown went and made all NBA. So put some respect on Jalen Brown's name is all I'm going to say to you, Pete. Your boy also went and made a fool of his damn self with that handle. Motherfucker look like Ari. I'm going to go. tell Ari in the kitchen, show me her left hand, and that shit going to look just like Jalen Brown. I told you it wasn't a good time to push One playoff series ain't going to hurt my man's legacy. I'm not going to let that happen. But listen, we appreciate I appreciate y'all, man. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right? All right, peace. So let's get into these super chats right now. First super chat from Adrian Shake. Quick question for Riv. If the Bulls got pick 23, they own Portland's lottery protected pick or traded Zach plus Caruso for three. How would you feel? What would you want there? What are you going to um, do when you get RJ Barrett for Zach Levine? Um, so I've seen a lot of it. Um, the Bulls have reportedly came out and said, good young player, a couple picks. I guess they want to start the rebuild. That's fine with me. Um, with RJ? If they yeah, if they get pick twenty three, that'd be cool. We do have Portland's pick next year. Uh trading Zach and Caruso for three. That would be pretty dope. If we get three, that's fucking awesome. I don't even care what player we get. I think we should pick Eamon if we do get three. I would look at that because we do need a point guard because unfortunately Lonzo has degenerate knees and it's devastating. Yeah, we're trading uh Caruso. But I think that would be amazing. Like that's an easy, quick way to get back into the rebuild. I would love that. Let me talk to you. Um I have an offer for you. You are the... I'm the Lakers. I decline. Oh. <laughs> so like, like no, really you're not cool. picking you up the phone? You don't, have, you don't have no young players. I don't want... You don't want... No. What if Reeves was in the offer, bro? I'm really good. He's more built Remember for... Remember when you said you were good on Caruso and he, he came to your team he, and was one of your he, best players? He refused to listen. I, Reeves is more good for a team contending than a rebuilding team, which is why I don't need him. And I don't want him. Let me ask you, D'Lo, sign and trade? No. Uh, why Max would I Christie. want to sign and trade for D- Max Christie? Max Christie, three and D player. I haven't seen him play since Michigan State. Well, you missed some Laker minutes, bro. A lot Look of good. people did because they're casuals. I guess. Yeah. No, I, the Lakers have nothing. I'm, I'm good. Blake I was about to the Knicks package. Yeah, of course, no, we have. We easily have more depth. Yeah. yeah. Santos, we do. We have more stars. They have more, more, they have more young players. I think they more that picks. would be They'll give us trade. way more picks. Than you oh yeah, we don't have the picks to contend. We don't need 2028. We don't have time for that. It's actually 2025. We don't have time for that either. We need, we need that 2024. They got the pick. We need, we need some Santos sent $5, no comment, just supporting the show. Aramis Jones. What y'all think Brandon Miller's comp is? I don't want to hear the typical. Want like a real thought out perspective of who and why. Do y'all think he's going to make, he's going to be a number two, three in terms of a championship caliber team? I think he has like Danny Granger, Rashad like Lewis type skill set. I think he is more prone to a two or three. I know, I know wings, they're supposed to be the number one, but I think his game translates more to like a um, secondary role, like a Chris Middleton. You know, I think that's the type of player he – he's young. He's about to be 21. He, you know, he can be better. But what at first glance, what I see now, Chris Middleton, Rashad Lewis, Danny Granger, second or third best player. And even if he reaches – like this guy said he didn't want the typical answer, which I'm assuming is that Paul George. Even if he reaches those – I actually like, don't see Paul George at all. I, I understand that, but that <clears> just <throat> seems to be what everyone says. I like that answer of a Danny Granger for sure. Just his ability, obviously, to create offense for himself, has the size. So, re- regardless of that fact, I think that – do I see him as a one? I don't think so. But I think that definitely he could be a high level two. I think that Brendan Miller has been overly criticized in his draft process because Fair. people love Scoot Henderson. And, listen, he's been the consensus number two pick for a couple years now. 
So now Brandon Miller comes onto the scene. They're like, how can Brandon Miller threaten the guy who was supposed to be consensus number one pick for a long time? Unless it like only because it's for Wemby. That's why Scoot is not the first pick. But I hate to break it to some people. Scoot Henderson is a great prospect. I don't think he's this consensus number one pick in every other draft. In the draft that Zion was drafted, he wasn't going number one over Zion. He wasn't going number one over a Ben Simmons at that time. No way. Ben Simmons was that that guy as a prospect. I don't know. I don't think so. He would have went went number number one over over Cade, in my opinion. No. I think so. No. Yes. We're talking about Mark. Markel Fultz was a 40% three-point shooter. Shot creation was off the charts. I think he would have won. He one. was Scoot with a jump shot coming into coming into the into the league. He just forgot how to shoot. But yeah, he was that that's guy. True, that's true. That's true. He, uh, I don't think it's no slight to Brandon Miller either. Like when you was, when we're talking about a guy in the top two or three, you like want them to be the number one, but I mean, we're having conversations. Is Jason Tatum, can he be the number one on championship team? So just because Brandon Miller is going number two overall, I think it'd be more important for him. And it's hard because when you're that high of a draft pick, it's hard to fit a role because you're usually on a bad team. But it's more important for him yeah, to Fultz fit the role that he's going to be on rather than just be this absolute superstar that's going to be hard for him to turn into. Markel Fultz is an amazing right. prospect. Uh, he no, went I over Tatum. Scoot. Yeah. Scoot's like. And Lonzo. The way they're talking about him, I think Scoot would have went over Fultz. I think Scoot It depends. Too. I think he, either he, or. He, he you guys are saying generational, too. Like yeah. Zion was He had a better physical frame than Fultz. He, yeah. he, had a, he was better on defense than Fultz to a degree. Nothing too crazy. The mid-range was there. He didn't have the three ball, but he was more explosive. He was better at the rim. It's just the way Scoot is being talked about now, I'm assuming he probably would have went over Fultz. I the reason think why I say either no or to Cade, though. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The reason I say uh, the reason why I say no to Cade, though, is Cade coming out of college as a prospect was not generational, but he was propped up really, 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 really. You think high Cade life. was over Fultz as a yeah. prospect coming out? Ooh. I feel like Fultz was but looked at as a better prospect. How six ma- seven guard. <sighs> Markel is six four six five. Riv, let's talk eight months ago. You were calling Scoot generational to yourself, I right? Agree. So that's why I say is that. You just said not generational for Cade Cunningham, but what we've known for Scoot for some time now yeah. is that he had that generational label. And people had Brandon also. Miller something going over him. And I think I think Cade season, is he and was, I think he Cade is a better prospect show. than Brandon Miller. I okay. So that's why I'm saying I don't know about that one. With Fultz, though, it's a toss up. Does he go number one over Andrew Wiggins in twenty fifteen? No. No, Andrew was so. fucking maple Kobe. And that's what I'm saying, <laughs> is like, you know, Scoot Henderson, he's a top three prospect, possibly in most drafts. Probably in any draft, but to act like he's just the number one consensus pick and the only reason he's not going number one is because of Victor is well, a bit of a breach. The real question is, is Brandon Miller a top two prospect? I think Brandon classes? Miller's a top three prospect, and I think no, that— I'm saying in most classes. I think in most classes he is a top three prospect. We're talking like about— that one with Fultz? I don't Jabari think he is. last year? Probably not with the Fultz. Jabari no, Smith? that was him, Lonzo, and Tatum. I think it's yeah. very close. I think, I think the, it's the very Fultz close. one, he's not top three. Not Fultz, Lonzo, Tatum? Nah, not uh, that one. Is he over RJ? No. As a prospect, what? It's honestly not over Jaw. He's not over Jaw, though. No, 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 no. no, 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 I wasn't gonna say Jaw. John, I mean RJ and Brandon Miller would have been a legit discussion. Yeah, it would have been a legit discussion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if you favor shooting, you would have went with Brandon Miller. Yeah, because there was a gap over that top. It was a conversation between Jared Culver and RJ. Ah, and the right move there. Jared had a run. He had a run. He had a run. Jared had a run. All these players had that idea. Yeah, we're getting RJ, and we're happy with it. Think of other no, it was, but Jared Culver was definitely in a discussion. There were definitely some Jared Culver yeah. fanboys out yeah, there. Jared had a run. Uh, Jared Culver, <laughs> was, he was respectable in college. He had a run. He he had a, that's all I'm going to say. He had, a, he had a run in college. He, yeah. RJ was pretty damn good in college. No, too. RJ was it – was, it was, I thought it was DeAndre. DeAndre Hunter? Hunter? Yeah, I thought it was Hunter instead of Culver going over 
Archer. Nah, we knew DeAndre Hunter was going to be what he is now. Garland, Garland, Garland was more the swing pick. Garland was up there, too. Hunter went four. Yeah. Garland went five. Garland went five, I think. It was like other way of, around. One of the one two. Of them, one of the two. All yeah. I'm saying is I think Brandon Miller's draft cycle has gotten overhated. It's easy to see how you can fall in love with him as a prospect. Yeah. You can nitpick his finishing numbers, but I, I don't know why every other prospect is getting the leeway of getting better, but Brandon Miller isn't. It's I like, agree. oh, if Brandon Miller, if he doesn't put on weight and he doesn't become a better finisher, he's just like a 3 and D guy, right? He's not like, well, if Scoot doesn't develop a jump shot, like you can say that for every prospect. I think Brandon Miller is a great prospect. I agree. And, you know, there are shades of Paul George in his game, at least with the shooting, not with the wiggle and the ability to handle yeah. the ball. But Brandon Miller has some of that in his game, and that's why I'm hollering him as a prospect. Santos goes, start, bench, cut. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, and Chris Paul. Start, Kidd, bench, Paul, cut, Nash. I'm starting Kidd, I'm benching Nash, and I'm cutting Paul. Ooh. I definitely can't cut Paul. You're talking about a two-time MVP. You changed. Chris Paul is a top five point guard ever. Chris Paul is definitely one of those guys. I don't (laughs) know what you're saying now. (laughs) You changed. But Steve Nash and him, what's the argument for Chris Paul over Nash? I is should ask you that. Is there not an argument for Chris Paul over Jason Kidd? And I'm not saying that's... There's an argument for everybody over Agreed. everybody, I feel like. With Chris close. Paul over Nash, I would probably take the defense Agreed. along with the playmaking. With Kidd, though, he provides me defense. He provides me the all-around rebounding, mm-hmm. the playmaking. He just doesn't have the shooting splits as... as yeah, like, I don't think he's splits. as good of a scorer as Chris Paul. But I yeah. think his ability, his floor-raising ability, ability is much better than Chris Paul. Uh, the case for Steve Nash, I think I think Steve Nash is a better playmaker than Chris Paul. I, agree. I do. I, I think he's one of the he's a top ten playmaker of our generation. Steve Nash has led multiple sixty win teams with the Suns, even when they dealt with injuries. And if it wasn't for a wild, wild west that he was playing in, where he was going up against the Spurs, and those Suns even took those Spurs to seven games. He wasn't going up against Kobe Bryant and the Lakers when they had formed their team, which was a really great team all around. You know, Steve Nash came this close, and that's because he played in a great Western Conference. Chris Paul, as the lead guy, as the best player on his team, never made it past the second round. It wasn't until he teamed up with James Harden when he got to the conference finals finally, and it wasn't until he teamed up with Devin Booker, where D. Book was the best player on that team, where they made the finals, and even that you can criticize their finals run. And I could say that the West during Chris Paul's Clippers era and beyond was not as stacked as the West in the 2000s. You only look at the Warriors as the Warriors in the West after 2010, or I would say after 2014, were the team to beat in the West. There wasn't a real second team that scared you like the mid-2000 West, Western Conference teams. Um. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. No, didn't he have he had OKC? He had the Spurs in front of him when he was in the, with the Clippers, and even with the Hornets he after had, 2014, 2015. 20, well, it was the Warriors and Rockets. Riff, he was on a Rockets. Yeah. Riff, talk to me. Was offensively Nash or Kid? Ooh, Nash. Okay, so you're saying the defense is what puts Nash over both, not just CP3, but Nash also. You had Kidd as a start. I I do have Kidd as a start. I think he's the best all-around player. His offensive efficiency. Listen, I mean, of course, you have No, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And as a playmaker, I know Kidd has obviously the assist totals. You probably lean Kidd slightly, but it's not like Nash wasn't one of I didn't say, but why are you making it sound like I said it wasn't in conversation? Because you have Nash as a cut. Am I wrong? No, 
Uh, you're not wrong, but I, I said it's a conversation either way. You're making it sound like I said it's uh, a clearing. And who's the best offensive player of the three? I'm Chris wrong Paul. for saying CP3? Okay. Oh, it's Chris Paul. Who's the best defender? Kid. Offensive player? Chris Paul. It's best Chris Paul's a better offensive player than Steve Nash? Because he can score, yes. I think so. Yes. The efficiency with Steve Nash is off the charts. That's because Steve Nash didn't take a lot of shots. Yeah, but you were somebody that advocated for Steve Nash. If he would have taken more like shots, he would have scored more. Chris Paul was and a top five point guard all the time. And now I you think, don't have I him think, I think Chris Paul is in that discussion for sure. So can about? I just say that? But I think Steve Nash, given his resume and his playmaking numbers, they're better than Chris Paul. I might uh, have. We're talking about player for player. Is Chris Paul not a better scorer than Steve Nash? He I don't is. think he's a better scorer than Steve Nash. He is. I think he is personally. Uh, I probably would go CP3 start. I would bench. It's tough. I feel like I'm benching Nash sitting kid. I think I think I would, I'm different than all of you. I think I would start Chris Paul, bench kid, cut Nash. Okay. So we got four four different answers, I think. <laughs> we did. I know it's that's no we uh, who'd you cut? I think CP3 is the most complete. I, it Paul. depends. I mean, listen, Jason Kidd led two teams to the finals. Steve Nash has two MVPs. Mm-hmm. The guy who's the less accomplished here is Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah. CP0, right? And he's no, the guy who has all, the all, well, and he's well, the only one as the the best player on his team has not went far yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. And it was routinely no no notice for choking. Um before we move on to the next question, the Philly Voice is reporting that James Harden's more likely to return to the 76ers on a team friendly deal. That's nice. Hot. That's yeah. crazy. That's good. This Joel Embiid no, agenda's alive and well. Well, as long as Embiid has Harden, he'll be fine. Wait, who are, what are we dapping you for? For Embiid. The Maybe agenda. We don't care. No. Nah. Not even once. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I don't care about an Embiid agenda. Harden agenda, I'm with you. You lost me. James Harden, baby. You got to get, get rid I feel of like that. you have to. If you have a Harden agenda, you have to. It's all in on Philly. As a whole, Philly. That was a spit. Philly Unite. So you're a Harden. You have to dap him. You have a Harden agenda. Well, you, we have and to dap him. I'm hands. Joel Embiid. We, you are James Harden. So you're on the Maxi wave. Uniting. Of course. We're here. Never hated on Maxi. Yeah. I just say he's a little Losing inconsistent. Losing me with all the Philly, being honest. But when he's on, he's on. It's ironic of you to say that. Why do you say that? Aren't you a hero fan? Relax. When have I ever been a hero fan? I'm maxing. The answer is no. Okay. Just making sure. Well, he might be better than Poole. Huh? Who? <laughs> I'm just chatting. I'm chatting. I'm chatting. Oh, you, too many oh, guys. Yeah. Too many guys with no rings. You keep saying it's better than Poole. This You're from Ramish Jones. If Brandon Ingram played more games, he would have made All NBA. Watch his games from the third quarter, fourth, at the end of the season. He was playing like an All NBA first teamer. Oh, he sure. had a career season yeah, and I upped mean, averages. First OD. Shout out to Pee Wee. <laughs> first teamer is pretty nuts. First teamer, is <laughs> but he was playing like All NBA player. Facts. Yeah. Facts. But he just needs to do it for longer than go you know. So far with the first team and then shit. Yeah. Tatum wasn't Tatum and Giannis first team. Yes. Let's be you're, you're could be. And Santos goes. I won't be clipping any conversation on the Patreon episode, so y'all are safe. Thank you, Santos. I should. Ready be. We already had to clip some of it out. Oh, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> now, since that's out the bag, you know, probably should have mentioned earlier, but we are dropping Patreon episodes weekly. So if you'd like to support the podcast even further, you can subscribe to our Patreon. We have four tiers. There's a one dollar tier. If you just want to get in for one dollar, you'll be able to access an extra episode a week mm-hmm. and also be in our Discord server. So you know, it's, it's it's a good bargain. And if you want to support the show even more, then you can always up the tier if you want that. Yeah, not all the time we talk about sports on the Patreon. I know that there's times when you guys write in questions about just, like, personal stuff. That's more of the stuff we go over on the Patreon. So I would say it's, like, 10 20% sports, and the rest is just, like, real-life questions and just goofing around. And before we go on to the next topic in the show, just want to shout out once again that we will be dropping merch 
coming up soon. And this is how it's looking like. I have the picture on the screen. Got the pick aside hat, pick aside short shorts, and a pick aside shirt all in that combination. So if you guys are interested, let us know in the comment section down below, and we'll be letting you guys know when we're dropping that. Very excited. The big we're newest ready for bomb. Vegas. Hmm? We're getting ready for Vegas? I don't know. Okay. I'll have to ask Joey. Okay. We probably could. I can make that happen. All right. It's just that the shirts, we, we have to see, because I, I think that we probably would only be able to get a shirt, one shirt, if they're not out yet. That's what he told me. What do you mean? Like one like for example, Like a sample? Like a sample oh, shirt? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. If we don't be able to get one unless it drops, then we can get it. Okay. You know? Well, I don't think... What are you doing? Well, I don't think all of us should go wearing the same pick-a-side shirt. That'd be kind of nuts. All black. Just like all four of us pull up in the same outfit? Kind of <laughs> wild. <laughs> so I think one's fine. <laughs> we wear a hat, the other wear shorts. So yeah, one shirt. wear the T, facts. <laughs> yeah, that's how we move. So what are you trying to do, Drew? What's, what's going on here? The mic is just not steady, bro. What if you just don't touch it? It's not my mantra, bro. Oh, I get really personal. In my wow, how you do? You're losing. Very hands-on. Now, while Drew fixes his mic, we're going to talk about the big news bomb that dropped. Mm. And we already did a clip on it. It's we on did. TikTok. We're crazy. Right? You know, the Suns traded for Bradley Beal. Now, is this a mistake or is it not? Dells, <laughs> you can go first. Oh, I'm getting the floor. Um, I do think it was a mistake by the Suns. Now, you can think two things at once, right? For one, they traded absolutely nothing to get Bradley Beal, right? It was Chris Paul, and was there even another player in that? Or was it just second-round picks? Landry right? Shamit. Landry Shamit, second-round picks. I mean, for the player, the player, the caliber of player Bradley Beal is, it was a fleecing, right? Washington obviously wanted to get off his contract. They want to start a rebuild. Props to them. They should have done this years ago, but better late than never. They're finally starting their rebuild. And the Suns got a 30-point-per-game score. He probably won't average 30 with those two other guys there, but he's a great player. The reason why I don't think they should have made this move is not because of Bradley Beal himself. It's because of the future flexibility the Suns are really strapping themselves by having three contracts where you're going to be paying guys $200 million. And, and John actually had a great thread, uh, Torta really, that is, um, on his Twitter today, kind of breaking down the different cap implications with the new CB over the next couple of years. For this upcoming season, the Suns should be fine because they have bird rights on a couple guys. They do have a partial MLE. I don't think it's a full MLE, but a partial MLE. Um, and they have, I think, a biannual exception too. So they'll be able to build out a roster. And when you do have Kevin Durant, who's, you know, 36, 35 years old, He's really the only one, I would say, aging. Devin Booker's in his prime. Bradley Beal's still in his prime, although he's, you know, over 30. Um, I can understand why the Suns are going to go all in for this year and say, fuck it. We'll deal with those CBA implications later down the road. But you also have to understand, Kevin Durant is not always the most reliable player, right? So you're going all in for this really one-year window because next offseason's really going to be when the CBA implications hit the Suns hard. And the roster they're going to have in the 2024 season is basically going to stand pat. So whatever issues we see the Suns have this upcoming season, it's going to be very difficult for them to solve them the following offseason because they're not going to be able to make trades and acquire a player who's going to be getting more money than the players are getting out. They're not going to be able to have those exceptions like a biannual or an MLE. They're not going to be in the buyout market. So any issues, and there's going to be issues with their, with this team, they're not going to be able to fix. And for all the people who said, it's fine, go in and trade DeAndre Ayton, 
Who's gonna be the big? Who are you gonna start at center if you want to if you want to trade DeAndre uh, and Dale kind of guy? He he could give you some good bench minutes, but no I don't way. want him starting at my five. I mean, you over here want John Collins, so I think the Suns for this one year window. I really think if they do not win in the 2023-2024 season, they're not gonna win a championship. And personally, I would like to have more than just a one year window to try to win a championship. Now, Dells, here's why you're wrong. Right? <laughs> here's why you're wrong. Here we go. Too much emphasis is put on a team's future when they're trying to compete for a championship right now. The Lakers traded their whole future for Anthony Davis. Worked out well for them. And listen, not every move works out. Didn't you say the LeBron tenure was a failure? No, I said it was a success, but it's been or underwhelming. Okay, underwhelming. It's been underwhelming. Okay. And that was, before, that, that was before this run. Because this run kind of redeemed it. But yeah, they won a championship, so overall it's a success. They traded their future. Now... All the things that happen when you're over the you. when you're over the second luxury tax apron, what are the things? You can't buy out free agent. You you can't enter the buyout market and acquire free agents. What good players come from the buyout market consistently? This um, year it was it was Russell Westbrook. He already had his eyes set on one destination. Was Kevin Love or was he traded? No, he was buyout. He was buyout. Kevin he was Love, a big piece. Kevin Love was a big piece, but at the time last when year, we when we saw good ones. last year when we when we saw when we saw Kevin Love enter the buyout bucks, that was that was nothing. Cody Zeller to the Heat, that was nothing either. Most players enter the buyout market, you're not going to get a real good player. The Suns got Terrence Ross from that. that he didn't football. make any any good any great. good uh he didn't make a good impact for them. Now, this is the thing. Reggie Jackson, NBA champion. All the teams that... Terrence Ross to the Suns. The Suns, although they're going to be hit by the CBA, so will all the contending teams. Does that mean you don't put all the chips in to not win a championship? You have to. Ultimately, why this move was a good move, we're not sure if it's a success yet because they haven't played and this roster is still unfulfilled. You traded Chris Paul, who were there, they were about to wave for nothing, and Landry Shamit for an all-star player. Great now, newsflash, the Suns won two games against the Nuggets in the playoffs. Those two games were without Chris Paul. Is this going to be the new, oh, the Nets were competitive against the Celtics in that sweep. It's not just that, but it's the fact that. that series was blowouts. Bro. It was. The four games the Nuggets won, they did win by 10-plus points. The Suns, had the, the Suns, the two games they won, Devin Booker went berserk. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant for the series, he was way below his level. Two years in a row now. And you can, yeah, two years. But listen, historically, I'm I'm thinking that KD is going to turn around. It's two years in a row. Tatum hasn't been the best in the playoffs either. He Neither is Jalen Brown. I knew, I knew I it was going to come. Tatum, Tatum, just, Tatum struggled. Neither is Jalen Brown. Tatum struggled now, in the now listen here, Dells. But we're not, we're not saying he struggled for now, two now playoffs. Here, he struggled now in the listen, finals. Now listen here, Dells. Your entire argument is, well, the Suns, this is a mistake because they don't have flexibility. Is it a mistake to pay Jalen Brown a supermax contract? No, because you still you ha- you need two stars. Okay, you need two, but the Suns, right? Chris Paul was useless in the playoffs. Is it a mistake to sign Jalen Brown to the Celtics when that roster is already filled out? Is it? But now listen, the Grant Suns Williams, Grant, Grant Williams is a free agent. Restricted. He can he can walk out. Restricted if you're paying Jalen Brown so much money over the course of years, you will not have flexibility. The Suns are making this move right now to go all in and win. And they didn't pay anything for Bradley Beal. It was second-round picks and first-round pick swaps. We're talking about first-round pick swaps. You're not even trading your first-round pick. That's just the right to swap. So under the new CBA, when you're over the second luxury tax apron, you can't sign MLE free agents. You can't use the biannual exceptions. 
all the contending NBA teams won't be able to use those either. So the Suns aren't on, on at a competitive disadvantage. Teams that are over that apron won't be able to acquire buyout free agents regardless. The Suns are not at a competitive disadvantage when it comes to the competitive teams for that anyway. And then we're talking about, like, they and the first-round picks, if you're over the second luxury tax apron, you can't trade first-round mm-hmm. picks seven years out. Yep. The Suns don't even have first-round picks Correct. to trade, so that doesn't affect them anyway. All these CBA rules either they are evened out by other contending teams or it doesn't apply to the Suns currently. Now, the depth is a concern. I'm not saying that it's not, but ultimately the Suns got better. They improved, and they put themselves in a better position to compete for a championship. All the problems the Suns had after acquiring Bradley Beal, the depth, the defense, are things they would have had if they didn't make the trade, and it would have been even worse because they would have had Chris Paul possibly waived them for nothing. And Landry Shem is somebody who he's not worth a damn in the NBA. Nobody's going to trade for him. So we're talking about they improved. Now I want to ask you this. I know a lot about it. I know a lot is made about depth and depth matters. There's no doubt that depth matters. I'm not trying to minimize depth, but the truth is I think when it comes to the Suns, we are overvaluing depth and undervaluing star power. Why did the Celtics lose in the playoffs? Uh, Jalen Brown was a no-show. Was it depth or was that the star player? Uh, star player. That's the star player. Why did uh, the Sixers lose in the playoffs? Well, the depth also wasn't hitting shots against yeah, the Yeah, especially those first three games for sure. In game seven, Brown didn't show up and Tatum rolled his ankle. Yes. Your, your star, if your star showed up, you win. Why didn't the Sixers win last year? Why didn't they beat the beat the Celtics in Game Seven? Their stars didn't show up. Their stars didn't show up. Never does. Why did the Bucks not win in Round One? Giannis got hurt. Ah, they just got outplayed. That's that yeah, is true. You could say Giannis showed up, but Chris Middleton was inconsistent. Drew Holiday was trash on Chris offense was, and getting cooked on it defense. Was, it was just they got outplayed. Their they best did. players ain't show up. But yeah, you're right. They got outplayed top to bottom. I look at the Warriors. Jordan Poole, one of the main players, didn't play well. Klay Thompson didn't play well against the Lakers. We talking about when teams lose, it's usually because the stars don't show up. Can we look up. at the opposite this year? Why did the Heat go to the finals? Why did the Nuggets go role to the finals? You have Jokic players. and Jamal doing their thing, but those role players played a huge role. On the Heat, oh my God, Why times did the a Warriors thousand. go to the finals last year? Exactly. Using say Poole was unbelievable. Wiggins was amazing. I, I, Why did the Lakers is. get back to where they was? Their role players started to, to step up. Using you don't doubt that the two stars, when they're at 100%. That's why, here's the anomaly. Jalen Brown was the worst that we've seen him in the playoffs. The best example is Joel Embiid and James Harden because those are two stars. But again, hurt. You do look at the other the other teams that had success in the playoffs. Their two stars were on, but really what propelled them to that next level was the depth and the role players. Using the Heat as a case study on how to build a championship contending roster, especially with the year that we just saw, is a mistake because it's an anomaly year. I can't do that. It's Kayla Martin played beat, at a beat. level that we did not expect in the conference finals. They beat, they beat big, the number one a, seed. A, they beat the number two seed. I cannot do big, that. So we're saying it's it's something that happens once every 20-plus years What the Heat did. No, not, no, the Heat, what they did was an anomaly. But can we also say big threes where one of their players are injury-prone, winning is also an anomaly with them. It is. Kevin Durant is injury-prone. Beal has been injury-prone the last two years. Devin Booker just missed a lot of time for the first time in his career. That's also an anomaly with them winning. It's both ways. Can you could say the same so thing? So that argument that you're making is basically that 
if you form a big three, if one of them get hurt, you don't have a chance to win. You're, to- you're probably top heavy. But that that can be said for any team that goes to the finals. If the Nuggets don't have Aaron Gordon for this entire run, do they make it this far? I mean, Jalen Brown if they was terrible. Lose, we still if, almost if won they that lose series. Jamal I still Murray, think they probably go. Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon was essential for them, no doubt. I still think they they have a strong chance to make the finals. You could say strong, but Aaron Gordon was the third most important player for them the entire playoffs. MPJ <sighs> was amazing. I'm not just MPJ. Not he wasn't Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon got the toughest defensive assignment every he single did, series. He did, but MPJ he locked up LeBron to. <laughs> he locked up LeBron. He did. Oh my god! I mean, but the Heat were missing their second or third best, their third best player the whole. But Tyler Hero, he is somebody that is going to take away from the team. And even you can even use the argument that if he was there, the Heat would have had a better chance. Take away in the, what and, way? And you and you use and you use and you use and you said the Celtics this year was an anomaly because Jalen Brown doesn't play like this. Well, last year the same can be said. They didn't win the finals because of Jason Tatum. Their That's star right. player did not show up. They went to the finals, so, though. But they did not win at all because their star player didn't but show yeah, up. The Warriors, their star player showed up. Wiggins and ascended to being their second best player. Jordan Poole elevated. Draymond Green's Draymond Green. It's like that's a that's a tough situation to to compare it to. But I the Warriors got Steph Curry, who's a superstar, and then their the rest of the team is really good. I mean, right? You have Clay, Poole, Wiggins, Wiggins Draymond. Draymond, they're they're all fine. All the thing about this big three is that we have the two stars in KD and Booker, and I'm, we, I mean the Suns, right? That yeah. role player now becomes Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal now becomes a player that has to come in and play a role, which before he was tasked to be the number one option in Washington, he was shooting 39% from three. He was playing good defense. So we're talking about a third option role player that is capable of dropping 30 every night, but realistically he'll be around the 20-point-per-game average. Yeah, okay. All I'm saying is that star players are the reasons why you either win or lose. If they don't show up, you lose. If, if they show up, you, you, win, you win those games for the most part. And given what the Suns traded, I mean, this is like, Drew. I agree with if, you. If, if the Lakers were to trade D'Lo and Rui Hachimura for Zach Levine, would you not be ecstatic? I would be shitting myself. It, it would take away two of your depth players. They have more than for five Levine. players under contract. But we haven't seen, we haven't given the we Suns a chance. We have money. We have 38 mil to, to fuck around with exactly. so far. We, we haven't seen the Perfect. Suns. We haven't given a chance there's for the Suns to are, fill out the roster. But they don't have right now I, a negative. Uh, if you're the Celtics right now, do you trade Al Horford, Pan Pritchard, and Derek White for Pascal Siakam? 1,000%. But they still have depth, even with losing those guys. If they lose two role players. You two said Peyton and Pritchard. He does I said Derek White, Al Horford, and White Pre- oh, Peyton Pritchard. Oh, oh, I, heard, I just heard Al Horford Pascal and Peyton Pritchard. Marcus Smart, does that mean that Malcolm Brogdon's gone? No, Brogdon's most likely to be gone. I mean, this is a different world we live in. The Celtics, right, the Celtics the right now, we, we saw in the playoffs, they're, they're seven to eight deep at most. After that, it gets really thin. The, the Nuggets just threw out a 7-8 rotation, too. And, the and that's what the playoffs it is. And that's why I'm saying seven the, the, it. the Suns don't need a roster of 10-plus players that can play high-level playoff minutes. They just need a once, little bit. Once you get you to already, the conference finals You already five, have four sevens, players. You have four players in KD, Booker, it, it, Beal, and Aiton who are already they're good NBA players. Cameron Payne is a good rotation player. I think he's a bottom-level rotation player, rotation but player. he can give you spot minutes here and there, and I think people will be surprised with Jordan Goodwin. Now, I'm not saying I'm that dead. the Suns are going to be over here. I'm not saying they're going to be favorites to win the championship. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that given the circumstances the Suns were under, this was a no-brainer move, and although depth is important, 
historically in the playoffs, you either win because of star players or you lose because they don't show up. That's, uh, I don't know, man. I, this is obviously, you know, they traded nothing for something. Like, when you trade nothing for something, in theory, it should be a good move either way. But you, like, you don't need 10 deep for the playoffs. But Never. you need a good roster for the regular season, especially when your players are injury prone. Like, one guy goes down. We've seen with the Nets, Kevin Durant went down. Kyrie couldn't hold the fort that long. Kyrie went down. They were fucked. Same thing with the Pelicans. Zion was good. When Zion was the number one B, I was done. They were fine. When Zion went down, they lost like 30 games out and of their next And when the 35. Nets went down, they dropped to the seventh seed because they played Boston round Yeah, one. and that's like when you lose your stars, like for the playoffs, yeah, obviously for the most part, primarily it's on your stars. But in the regular season, an 80-game season, when you lose your stars, that depth because way more important. You saw with the Memphis Grizzlies, they lost John Morant, and they don't miss a beat in the regular season. Obviously, in the playoffs, you need your star. But in the regular season, you kind of need those guys in the back end to fill out that rotation and kind of be ready to win those games. As far as the Suns in the playoffs, as long as they get there, I think they'll be fine. You know, as long as you have about 78, because that's usually how teams run, 78 deep. As long as you got that good 78 deep, that's fine. But the problem is your 78 deep is possibly going to be campaign. Torrey Craig and DeAndre Ayton. That's not ideal going up against a team like Denver. I think like like and I don't I don't know cuz even you like the Suns in the Nuggets series, Kevin Durant didn't play at his best. Booker was historical. That wasn't it was a close series but it really wasn't. Every time Denver won, they beat the shit out of the yeah. Suns. And when the Suns won, it was a close ass game. Like it, it wasn't really close for the most part. So I like I don't I think it was a good move. I think Bill brings a lot to the table. You know, he can play make. He can play off ball, on ball. He can get to the rim. Uh, he can shoot the ball. He can play as a catch and shoot. He, he brings so much. Like he's, Yeah, he brings what two to three role players can bring. The problem is Kevin Durant's on the back end. You know, he's how, how many games is he going to play? Devin Booker. You cannot have Devin Booker having historical performances and your role players not hit shots. Who are they going to bring into the roster? Obviously, we have to see who they're going to bring in with these new additions. Will Aiden be a new guy? Let's see if he does stay on the roster. Will he be a new guy next year? Will he be able to protect the rim? Will he be able to hit uh, the pick-and-pop shots? Will he be more aggressive? That's another thing. Aiden is a negative at this point because he does not bring that value that he should be bringing at that position. But if Vogel can change him, that's a huge thing. But if they trade him, who are they going to get back because his value is pretty low? They, I think they have to trade him by July 1st, if I'm not mistaken, before that CBA start kicking their ass. But they... <laughs> They, I, I don't want to say they have a one-year window because you can sign guys this offseason for a couple of years and they can stay on the roster. But the thing is, and I, this is why I think Dells is trying to say, if you sign these guys and they don't pan out this year and they're stuck on the roster, you don't have many wiggle room to change the roster next year. And if you don't win this year, you walk in with the same roster next year, it's going to probably be the same issues that glide from the year before. And that's the issue. But I think for the most part, you traded nothing for something that's a good move in itself. Will Bradley build Kevin Durant, Devin Booker work? In theory, yeah, they're all pretty much really good off-ball players, and they all can play on-ball. So I think they will work. But now you're pretty much lacking in the depth department, I guess. We have to see how the roster moves out. But I think all in all, you traded Chris Paul, who was practically useless. He couldn't do nothing for you at this point. And Landry Shamit, who wasn't good. You got Bradley Bill. You got a steal. It's just about weighing out this roster. And I don't even think they need to go get a point guard. I think Devin Booker or Bradley Bill can play the point guard position. They can play off each other. So I think that's not a big issue. The issue is Kevin Durant. He's getting up there in age. Can you? Can he be that elite defender for you? In spots? Yeah. But for a consistent time? We don't know. Can he? Because now he's officially the best perimeter defender well, not, let me not say that. Devin Booker is also up there, but he's the best defender in your rotation. Kevin Durant's the best f- def- 
defender in your rotation. That's not ideal, especially at his age with his injury concern. DeAndre Ayton, is he going to be able to defend the rim? Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, can they give you that defense on the other end while outputting that offense? Gonna have to be. It's gonna be a lot of questions with this team, and that's what usually happens when you're top heavy. But all in all, it's Bradley Bill. He's he's a really good basketball player. The contract makes like we we shit on him because of the contract, but take the contract away in a vacuum. Bradley Bill is an all star level player. He's a really good player. So good for them for making this move. So multiple things can be true. You look at this trade. It's a very good move for the Phoenix Suns because they gave up chips. And got dollars. You understand what I mean? It, it's You got a very strong upgrade for what you gave away. That's a W, absolutely. You have a big three now, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. On paper, that is extremely attractive. But then once you start to take a deeper look into it, you understand that Kevin Durant misses some time from, 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 from these last couple of seasons. He's bound to maybe miss a quarter of the year. Then you look at Devin Booker. This is the first time this past season where we saw him miss some time. Last season, Bradley, Bradley Beal also missed some time. The year before that, he also missed some games. The rest of this Phoenix Suns team, because right now they have eight players under contract. So you have Kevin Durant, obviously, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ian, who I believe will be traded to try and fill out the depth of this team, especially for the fact that there was, there's was there been issue with DeAndre Ian and the Phoenix Suns, but that was mostly predicated from Monty and DeAndre and They got rid of Monty, so maybe they're trying to... You could look at it from the lens of they're trying to reconcile that relationship, but I think in order to fill out the rest of this roster and not put yourself in cap hell, DeAndre Ayton needs to go. Then you have Cameron Payne, Jordan Goodman, who was in the trade with Bradley Beal, Ishmael Wright, and Isaiah Todd. The players that they could bring back due to bird rights would be Darius Baisley, <coughs> Torrey Craig on early bird, and Jack and Jock Londale. Other than that, oh, and Bismack Biombo. Other than that, those are the those are the players that would be on the roster as of right now. The worry with this Phoenix Suns team becomes defense. Offense is not the worry. They're going to put up points very easily. You now add Bradley Beal, who Riv just went through it. Can play make, obviously can create for himself. Is a bucket, just brings a, a huge amount of offense. Not a bad defender by any means. Booker showed at this playoffs. He's a solid defender. Kevin Durant has been known, or not as acknowledged as maybe it should be, but of course, great rim protector, solid defender himself. But other than that, especially if DeAndre Ayton is on the trade block, potentially may not be on this team, I worry about the defense. I worry about the defense because this team, just with the lack of depth, that just becomes the main concern to me. Offensive creation, offensive output will never be an issue for the Phoenix Suns so long as those three guys are on the court. That's another. That's a huge question that we have to be fair with. It can Are these three guys reliable to stay on the court for a majority of the regular season? Let me not say all of it. That's unfair. Of course, players will miss time. For a majority of the regular season, will they be ready for primetime playoffs? Because that's essentially what the Phoenix Suns are playing for now. So, Joel, I'm with you. I think this is an obvious great move for the Phoenix Suns because you gave up minimal to get a huge reward. But in terms of the bigger picture, this team already needed depth. You add Bradley Beal, of course, that's an upgrade. But the rest of the team becomes a concern when you realize that the dollar situation is such, is such a strong one that Phoenix simply is struggling with right now. The bigger picture is a championship, is it not? Absolutely. I think this be. puts them in a better position to win a championship. It it depends to me. We Maybe. still have an offseason. There are moves to be made. I'm not counting that out. But as of right now, the three reliable pieces, let me say four, four reliable pieces that I feel like most definitely will be on this team. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Amazing start. Campaign? Aiden. I don't know he if he'll be on the team. Well, right now. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know. He's not based on value. He's not, and you can't attach a pick to him to get more value out of it. So it's just I. I don't think Aiden as your fourth best player is a disaster. Not at all. No, I don't. And I I think that Monty, in your opinion, you just wish he gave you something other than being an offensive center. You wish he could bring the defense and the physicality and the rebounding because you already have all the offense. But listen, that's the thing with DeAndre Aiden is that I've seen that before. I've seen that in the 2021 playoff run when he wasn't on bad terms with Monty. Monty overplayed his stay in, in Phoenix, and I can't use that excuse, man. Back to back years of him not showing up. Like, you got to go out there and play. You're playing for you. a championship. Jocelyn not even outperforming. Not even out, just you know, outworking you. When you don't want to, when you don't want when you don't want to contract, when you don't want to play for a coach. Axe out. It lingers on. But, that, but that sounds like he a Deandre, did. That sounds like a DeAndre. That sounds like there's gonna be more problems with Aiden. If he's if he's getting paid thirty plus million, your team is trying to win a championship, and because you don't get along with the coach, you're not trying your hardest that's to a win. Guy mentality. That's just I love that, that just tells me there's gonna be more issues down the line with Aiden. Then the coach is gonna fix everything. There might be a problem with the teammate where's next the year. Where's the leadership in all that? Monty, but where is where is leadership with Monty Williams and obviously picking favorites? We knew that Landry Shamer was useless the entire playoffs, and he still rat- he still put him out for twenty plus minutes a Monty game. Like Aiden was useless too, Aiden's though. Gotten- Th- there was moments in the Denver series for sure. There were. I'm not going to act like there weren't, well, but it's not I, just a Denver but I, but series. I, but I, this has I been back to back years of Aiden just in the not second being round, good in the playoffs. In the in the Mavericks series, it was one moment that it happened. That was the final game of the series. That was game mm. seven where Monty didn't play him much in the second Nobody half, up, and they threw honest. a fit on a bench. It wasn't an entire series or was, entire playoffs kind of thing. It was moments in that series where he looked like I'm, he was getting out-punked, I'm, I'm out-worked, looking, and out-hustled. I'm looking at DeAndre, and, and I'm thinking that I've seen him play at a level that I think he's capable of playing at. Now, I'm not banking on him playing at that level, but I think a new coach – can come in and get something more out of DeAndre Ayan than Monty got later down his tenure. Now, the whole thing with the Suns is that this is the reason why I don't think it's a mistake, Dells. I laid it out. They got better. They're in a better position to win a championship. If they would have not made this trade, Chris Paul is getting waived or he's getting traded for nothing. Right now, the Wizards are trying to trade him to the Clippers, and the Clippers are probably not trying to trade much for him anyway. A plain question to you. They got better agreed. Did they get better than the Nuggets? Probably not. Until they haven't not played basketball yet. I it, can't answer that question. <laughs> we're ta- we're having conversations. But I, I told you, but I will say, but I will say I don't I don't think they got better than Nuggets. Okay. I don't. All right, that's that's very simple to me. So then you made this move why? To be better than the Nuggets, correct? Or to tr- to try and at least be better than the Nuggets. In this offseason, how many teams in the West will make a move that's big enough to where we're going to say they're better than Denver? I don't think maybe, there's... Maybe two teams? I don't know if there's any move unless there's a real Phoenix, superstar. One of them, Lakers, I'm not even being biased. That's just a sincere truth. In the four games it. they played, they, they lost to Denver in the playoffs. All four of them, it was more than double digits. But I want to be fair. It was Ga- Games one and two... Denver outplayed them. Really, it was the second half. In game one, it was the second half run where, you know, they kind of got away from Phoenix. Games three and four, Phoenix won they those won games. But the Nuggets were in that in those they games, were. and Jokic was putting on performance after performance. They, were in, the, they, they were in those games. No Chris Paul. And Landry Shamit, I think he had one game where he had like five threes. He you was a Chris big Paul's factor a in that. Anyway. He wouldn't have done much, was he? I don't think he would have. But in the there's, that, there's one thing that's true. Without Chris Paul's presence, they were able to play at a much faster pace, which helped them win those games. And games five and six, if you guys don't remember, in game five, Devin Booker in transition, going for a jump shot, rose his ankle. 
after that ankle injury, he did not play well again in that series. In Game 5, he didn't play well. In Game 6, he didn't play well. And because Devin Booker was out there with one leg, basically, because he had a hobbled ankle, the defense collapsed on KD further, and he wasn't able to do much because there's no other good players in the court. In Game 6, the starting lineup was KD, Booker, Shamit, Cameron Payne, and, and Jock Landell. I mean, the last two games, yes, they were washes, but there was reasonings for that. You know, D. Book got hurt when he was going. I think in that game, Devin Booker started like six for six, and then he got hurt. And then in game, game six, the lineup out there was KD and Booker and Scrubs. That's what it was. And now we're... Th- so what if the lineup is KD and Booker and Beal and, eight and Scrubs? Wait, game six was the same lineup as game five. All right. Aiden didn't play game six. It was just Aiden. So what if that's the reality this season? It's Beal, it's Booker, it's KD, and Scrubs. To me, that's a better chance to win than than Shamit and Campaign. I don't disagree at all Mm. with you. But the whole point to make this move, to put yourself through this cap hell, is to compete for a championship. Not just compete, I'm sorry. To win the whole thing. Now and listen. If you don't do that, it was it was garbage time points. <laughs> now listen here. Um DeAndre in, you think he's gonna get traded, right? I believe so to fill out the depth. Now let's look at these two hypothetical scenarios. If actually no, scrap that. If we're managing the Suns and we're sitting at a table and we're like, what's our best options to get this team better? Like, how are we gonna win a championship? Do we not do what they just did? And trade for Bradley Bill? If we're managing oh. the Suns and we're finding out a way, because we're like, you know what? We can trade Bill. Then we can trade Aiden. Now, Indiana. Trade Bill and Aiden? No, no. We can trade. trade we for we, we trade for Bill. Then uh-huh. we trade Aiden to another team. From what I've read, Indiana is still kind of high on Aiden. Rick Carlisle has always been high on Aiden. Now, of course, if he goes to Indiana, we know the return they're getting is Miles Turner. And maybe somebody else. That's attractive. So if they maybe. if they get Miles Turner and a TJ McConnell or even a Buddy Healed, now we're talking about is a team that can compete. No, I would not, not do that deal. His value is not even that high. It used, it was that, we're thinking of last year's summer where they was thinking about that. Turner this, was right now. His Turner value really is not year. high to get both of them unless they had a pick attached yeah. to it. They, they can't. They both of them's a little a little way. I mean, not say a little. It's definitely the, the TJ McConnell is. I don't that. think is a reach, TJ, okay. no, especially I mean, uh, if, if you attach Turner. if you attach Cameron Payne to the A and deal and get McConnell. McConnell fits Rick Carlisle's scheme, and then you get Miles Turner who can space the floor and is a better defender than A. And now we're talking about a team that you know what it's starting to shape out. Now I think this was the first step in other moves the Suns are about to make this offseason, and I think as a first step, this was a great first step. All the takes all the takes about the lack of flexibility Phoenix will have. Well, what contending team has flexibility really? Like we're, we're, the Nuggets, the Nuggets might not bring back Bruce Brown because he might have outpriced himself. Well, usually when you even are a contender, it's typically not a lot of moves you have to make. Like the Celtics are talking about training Malcolm Brogdon. But exactly. It's like making a move here or there to fix the one or two issues you had because you're already a contender. You're already a great team. And, when you had your first monologue, something that stuck out that you said was that all of these other contenders are going to be in the second, you know, luxury cap, whatever you want to call it, the apron. But outside of the Celtics, we know is going to be in it because they're going to pay Jalen Brown. The Nuggets will be in that apron as well because they're going to have to pay Jamal Murray in a couple of years. 
other than that, we, we don't know what teams are going to be in the apron. The Heat, they have a lot of old players. They could retool at any time. The Bucks have a lot of old players. They could retool at any time. The Cavs would be in there. I was the, Cavs, say, the Cavs facts. are another one. They have money. The Bucks have zero flexibility. They don't. I know, but Bucks I'm saying don't. next offseason, they could retool. They Who knows they're going to run back with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Yeah, especially if they come up short next year. So all of the team, the only teams I see who are definitely going to be in that second apron are right now the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Suns. Anyone else, they're going to be making moves because either the roster's not good enough, the roster's old, they need to retool, rebuild some teams. Those are the Warriors. only three teams. So the even the Warriors too, we don't know what's going to happen with Clay fair, and Draymond, fair, fair. right, and Poole. Um, so those are the only three teams we know pretty confidently will be in that second apron. We don't know how the rest of the league is going to attack free agency and contracts once this goes into effect. Really, next offseason for the restrictions. I think that's Clippers even too. worse for. I think that's they, even worse for the other teams. Paul George. I think what you just mentioned is a is a nightmare scenario for other teams. I think the Bucks, given giving giving Giannis that much money already, Middleton, I think, is one of those guys that is like a lifer in Milwaukee. He's probably gonna get an extension. Maybe he doesn't though, right? Their team is old as hell. It is. Their team just got smoked in the first round. And Brooke is a free agent. And they're unfair. And they're probably gonna bring those guys back, but if they bring those guys back, they have no flexibility. Drew Holiday was just talking about retiring. Now, mm -hmm. even if you take Drew Holiday's books off the contracts, they ain't much contract players. Off the books. Contract yeah. off the books. They ain't much better players you're gonna find in Drew Holiday for that Bucks team. There's not. I agree. There's not. So I'm. Those are uh, big question marks. I just feel like with the Suns, we are heavily criticizing their question marks when every team that's trying to contend and compete for a championship has question marks that are probably just as grand. Mm. Uh, just uh, make it real quick. Do you think Drew Holiday said that statement so that he wasn't in trade rumors? It could be. Because Drew easily could be a name that could be in the, the package to acquire a Damian Lillard. That's the only reason I say that, because he's saying, hey, I'm just going to play my contract and then I'm going to retire. Then any team that would be traded for him has just want Drew? Drew's a, a piece that you can respect. Contract's up, too. You think, that, money. You think that only expiring. Drew gets Dame, though? You no. don't think they have to no, attach no, somebody else? No, they've got to get some pieces. Yeah, they've got to get some pieces. So if, that, if that happens, I mean, the world's going to go crazy at the trade, and I, I guarantee you they're not going to be talking about the depth shit like does, they are with the but Suns. But that does allow some flexibility. Giannis and both Dame, on their contracts, they're not going to have no, nothing yeah, to work with. Yeah, those are two of the highest-paid players in the league. But you still have what uh, uh, Grayson Allen as a role player. That's fine. Pat Connaughton as a role player. That's fine. That's I like get it. Seventeen mil right you there. You probably won't have. Uh, you won't be able to bring back Brook Lopez. That would be unfortunate. Depending on the situation with Chris Middleton, we're gonna assume that he comes back in this situation. Honestly, it's not the worst. Bobby Portis is another one. Yeah, facts. I'm just saying we. The Suns question marks have been brought to the forefront, and nobody ever talks about the good sides of the trade where. It's just because their team's not filled out. That's why. Every offseason, I mean, we don't know who's going to be the champion next, the very next year. The, nobody believed in What's the— your guess? And, no, I don't know. Are I, we all going to roundtable, sit here, and say the Nuggets? Is that your guess right now? The I mean, I guess the that's, the, that's the easy guess, yes. Yes, Because we haven't seen teams play yet. But, right, like, nobody picked Denver to make, to be, to make the finals, let alone win it. Even before the playoffs started, I mean, we was people was talking about an eighth or seventh seeded team beating them in the first round. That's how Denver was being talked about. So I am just pushing back on people thinking that the Suns side and sealed, not winning. That's it. Like I don't think it's that easy because with the Celtics, you have question marks of well, now now Jalen Brown has really our eyes have opened about him and defenses have opened on him on like this is how you neutralize this guy. 
Jason Tatum has not shown for an entire playoff run he can be the true number one guy. Yeah, those are question marks with the Celtics. Those are different. Jason Tatum is pretty those damn are, great. Those, those are different because Jalen Brown had the same question marks last year when the Heat did the same exact thing. Yeah. He just wasn't I'm, as bad. I'm not letting one playoff And then on top of that, Boston, that. Boston, even with the same question marks, probably every year, they still go back and We're do going the same the thing. They're going to the ECF at minimum. With Phoenix, it's they went to the second round. They got smoked out. Question mark was death. Oh, da, da, da. They went to the second round again. Got smoked out again. The question, the question mark is the same there question mark. The difference with them in Boston, Boston at least, bare minimum, gets back to the Eastern Conference Finals or back to the finals. And then the question mark is like, all right. Can you get over the hump? Can the I think star well. player just be better? Yes, yeah. I think this playoff run, the question mark for the Suns was depth. When they lost to the Mavericks, I don't think it was depth. Chris Paul, after I think game three, averaged five fucking points. Yeah, no, he wasn't doing He was shit. an ass. Yeah, we yeah, he's old. And Shit. Devin Booker wasn't that great in Game the, 7 The more either. we talk about it, it seemed like the Suns were damned if they do, damned if they don't. This roster just... I mean, even if you don't trade for Bradley Beal and you run it back, I agree. The options out there to get the depth, of course, there's, there's guys here and there, but this roster, once they gutted it for Kevin Durant, and it's Kevin Durant, you make the deal, I get it, but by trading two of your best role players and trading basically all of your, your draft picks... That makes it very difficult to have any sort of role players. And and bringing in anyone, you're just hoping that they're going to be able to outperform their vet minimum or their $4 million on MLE, whatever it might be. So the Suns team, although getting Bradley Beal is great, I think their bigger issue was once they made the Kevin Durant trade, that was most of their depth there, at least their best role players. So I think either way you looked at this, if they didn't make the deal, we're probably so, still going into a next offseason and say, can these role players perform? But now we're going into it saying, how are they going to have a 15-man roster? Maybe I'm crazy, but I think if they don't trade for Kevin Durant, they're in an even worse position right I, now. I don't, that's why I don't disagree, but that's just the other what side of making these superstar trades. Just a first round exit? Are they Maybe in a worse position? I do. I think you still have Mikhail as a future piece that you probably look to, to have, be one of the foundations of the team you want to build for the future. Cam Johnson is a solid role player. You still have your four first round picks. I'm not sure off the top of my head if they got if they gave away any second round picks. But at the minimum, you can use the draft to continue to build to this foundation. Still have Devin Booker as your your cornerstone piece to build this franchise around. And then of course Mikael Bridges and, and continuing to hope that he progresses the way that we have seen him so far progress in Brooklyn. A matter of De- is DeAndre Ayn gonna continue to to play not to his standard? Stop being. Is he going to start being aggressive on the defensive side of the ball? On the offense side of the ball, is he going to be a little bit more consistent? Is he going to start playing with some heart? And I agree with Riff here. What's their ceiling right now? Last year, they, they were eliminating the second round. Mm-hmm. That team obviously was good enough. You probably would have said their ceiling was a WCF. I think the ceiling people, is a championship, a championship this year. I mean, I thought they could have gone to the I, I think the Suns... You know, I, I can't am, say that. Their ceiling is a championship. I'm, I'm banking that these the roster will be filled out, and I'll, I'll, I will be... Moved by the moves a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't think they'd be in a better position, though, because Mikel Bridges, I don't think, becomes the player he became if he stays in Phoenix. That's a fine mm-hmm. statement. The DeAndre Ayan problem was still going to be there regardless. Mm-hmm. But now that Monty's um, gone, would you, I mean, now that's another situation. Yeah, maybe he gets better, right? But let, let's just say the Chris Paul, Shamit, let's just say they still make that move, right? You have Beal, Booker, Mikel, Cam Johnson, and Ayan. Would I rather? Would I rather? Would I rather that, or would I rather Beal Booker team. KD and Aiden? That's I'd rather Beal Booker Mikhail's KD and Aiden. giving you eighty games. He's a lead defender. Two way, yep. Cam is going to be there. You got Beal. It's you a, gave away no first round picks. Still have to picks to keep building that Cam bench. Johnson had injury concerns um, 
getting traded in. A big reason why because the the Suns were the first seed in the West before Booker went down. The reason why they dropped from the first seed to they were almost in like in the playing area is because Booker got injured, but so did Cameron Johnson, and he missed a lot of time. And he's somebody that doesn't stay healthy throughout the course of the season. So I mean, it would have been the same thing because we just saw Booker get hurt this past season. Bradley Beal, I don't think, has played more than 65 games in the last couple of seasons. Mikel Bridges is the only iron man there and DeAndre Ayan. But if one of those guys goes down, you're still looking at a team that would drop in the standings. So I think that while you can question the Suns' injury, health, and stuff, I mean, that's just the risk you run when you have an older team. Of With the Bucks, it's the risk you run when you have Chris Middleton. With the Lakers, it's the risk you run when you have LeBron and AD at this point in their careers. So that that's something where like it's a it's a concern for Phoenix, but we are looking at I'm looking at the glass half half full and not half empty. So I'm looking at it like, you know what, I think now with more offensive firepower, you don't have to work as hard offensively. And if the Suns do bring in a staff that is able to develop prospects, then you have something there. You know, Miami, we're not on hope, but that's every championship. Well, they kept pick 52, right? But uh, they they do have a second round pick. Kevin Durant has played 35, 55 and 47 games in the regular season. The last three. I was being kind when I said, yeah, a quarter facts. (sighs) That's rough. It's a tough look, man. And Mikel, you said it too. When, when you were hyping up Mikel to the nets, he was averaging 20 points on the sun. 83 games with Booker being out. Yes. So, but that's the thing you said too. Hey, if Booker's out and Mikel and Aiden are the two guys you got to rely on, are we going to see a continued Mikel Bridges? Bradley Bill in the last three years, sixty games, forty games, fifty games. Last two years definitely been three. disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last two years have been disappointing. Game, the sixty, that's fine. Forty then fifty. No, no doubt. But I mean, I even Washington. then, they weren't winning games with Mikel and Aiden out there. I mean, Mikel was on the Nets. They really weren't winning games. Yeah, either, it's, so. that's why for me, I think the Suns made the right decision. And I think they'll, they'll fill out this roster nicely. Like, listen, I understand the CBA is going to come in and it's going to kick their ass and their flexibility. But I think that's going to happen to every single team that is competing for a championship. And that's why Let's all – and the teams that usually compete for championships are the richest owners in the NBA. And that's why all the rich owners are like, man, fuck this CBA because all of them are going to get affected by this. Only the Clippers could figure that one out, huh? I mean, they're rich. They just got an injury, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. This is nuts. So they got the richest, probably. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it really just depends on who else is on this roster. Right now, I I like the idea. The idea looks really cool. I think it would be really fun to watch these three play. But, like, in terms of, like, championship, all that good stuff, you just got to wait and see what the roster looks like. You know, it, like, I don't – I'm not even going to entertain the, the Suns, Nuggets, because it's going to be a new team, new roster, all that, so – at this point, it's just really looking at this roster and see who they bring in, right? They got campaign. They'll probably bring him back. Then they got Aiden. We'll see how he looks. Devin Booker, KD, Beal. The the thing with big threes is they're so hind- – like, yeah, every team is hindered on health, but the top-heavy teams are more hindered on it because you lose one guy, one single guy, it, looks, it starts to look extremely different. So we'll see how it looks, though. I think it's going to be fun, you know, and I'm hoping for some more big splash moves. I think Bill solves a lot of problems, but I don't think offense was as Third bad year, as the yeah. defense uh-huh. in that Denver series. And Bill definitely doesn't fix that, but he fixes definitely the offense. You, so. you just need a couple – you got to hope a couple guys want to ring chase. You get a couple guys on vet minimums. I mean, the Lakers, I really think, the Lakers, the bubble Lakers should be the, you know – Blueprint? 
exactly what the Suns team could do. Well, and it's we, hard. Yeah, but what we did was yeah, so because tough. Because you're, you're a, signing the vet minimums, and they're facts. outperforming the vet minimum Rondo contract. was not supposed to be the high-level Rondo that he was. Although yeah, I played playoff, Westbrook. Playoff Rondo's real, but he wasn't supposed to be that again. Dwight was unbelievable. JaVale was unbelievable. I mean, Kuz, obviously, we drafted yeah. him. He played an amazing role. KCP did a great job in his role. Even Danny not Green even them. Okay. You, like, we watched the Clippers role players do some real dangerous shit in that Two first round. Two years ago, round. right? Or, oh, this, this year. year like, Norman Powell going crazy. Oh, yeah. Westbrook was going. T-Man had his moment. Zubak had. So, we like, you You have just good role players that, you know, in that series, it wasn't as competitive as you wanted it. But without your two stars, you know, they tried to make it as competitive <laughs> as they can. They made it as best competitive yeah. you could Powell had a 40 them. ball. Like, yeah. the, the, the Suns defense needs to work, man. I think something that you mentioned is that, I mean, against Denver, you know, the defense was horrible. Everybody's defense was horrible against Denver. I mean, the Lakers were the best defense in the playoffs when they faced Denver. And Denver made it look like they were one of the worst. Now, Jokic just made AD look bad. So I think from that thought process, if you're Phoenix, you're just like, listen, Denver, they're going to score. We cannot stop them. No team can stop them. We just got to keep these games close so then we have a chance in the final couple minutes of these games to seal it and we'll trust our stars at that point. And that's what I think the thought process is, but – Listen, man, I think that I think that Phoenix has gotten a short end of the stick, and I think it's a combination of the Suns are disliked, Devin Booker's disliked, KD's disliked. So anything, any move that happens within Devin that disliked. realm is Devin Booker is most nipping. definitely is not disliked. Yeah, like people like Devin, Devin for sure. Katie, Katie 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 for fair, sure. People love Luca. Luca and Devin Booker definitely have a yeah. rivalry. So people will try it's not and a rivalry. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not a rivalry. We've seen Devin Booker. Who's got I think Luca. Luca's got it. Yeah, yeah. no Luca. Sixty, no, right. sixty clip. Right. I think D Book is. He's probably not mainstream disliked, but there's definitely a well, Mavericks fans. Kevin like Durant's disliked for obvious reasons, and then when that report came out that he wanted this move, it just made it much, much, much <laughs> worse than what should have kept it under wraps. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean, it's it, it like Kevin there's Durant no way they there's no way they make that deal without KD signing off on it. The final thing I'll say is that. The reason why I'm higher on this move is because of the coaching change. I think Monty Williams has proved that these last couple of playoffs, he gets outcoached badly in series to the point that, like you said, a Clippers team with no fucking stars were taken in distance. Now, I think that's concerning. And that's Talu, man. What's that? Sorry. Uh, irrelevant. Yeah. That's Talu, man. I think Monty Williams has been outcoached. He got outcoached by Jason Kidd. And, and this year in the regular season, Jason Kidd kind of – Showed his colors that you know what he's probably not that great of a coach, and then in the the that final, and then in the finals run, I mean every team they went through was hurt or hobbled, so I don't know if you can really judge that on that. And in the finals they were up two zero and you lost the next four against Mike Budenholzer, a notoriously bad adjustment changing coach. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Frank Vogel, I Talk trust him. I trust in me. his coaching. I do. Mm. I I try, and even though the defense might be a concern, I trust Frank Vogel in game planning on defense for a series. I don't disagree at all. He was scapegoated in L.A. We needed someone to blame, and we blame Frank Vogel. And that a was lot of times, I think the, the benefit of looking at it is a lot of times, yeah, Vogel had the personnel, but he did work with Roy Herbert in Indiana, who was an elite defensive big, so maybe he could bring some of those tools. He had some elite defensive bigs in uh, Lakers with Dwight. His lineups were great. Yeah, so a lot of that, he can maybe bring that energy, bring that knowledge to uh, DeAndre and to make him better as a defender on the defensive side because he's, he's coached some really great defensive bigs. Definitely. And the year that he got fired, he wanted Your to— Your roster was stinks. It was bad, yeah. and then also he, he felt like he didn't have the freedom— 
to pull Russell in the stretch of fourth quarters because, of course, he was being mm-hmm. – there was so much money allocated to Russell that it felt unjustifiable. And then he struggled with that and ended up in us resulting in a lot of losses. And so, again, we blame Frank Vogel when in reality the roster construction just wasn't there. Even in the year after the bubble where LeBron was injured most of the year, there was a stretch where the Lakers were still the number one defense, and it was Anthony Davis and Schroeder and – other players that weren't that good. I mean, it wasn't like a great roster all around, and you guys still were the number one defense, one of the worst offenses, but you were the number one defense in that stretch. So that's why I'm high on Vogel. And, but ultimately, you guys are right. I think a lot of these players have to outplay their contract. Like the guy they just got, Jordan Goodwin from the Wizards, he has to come in, and we got to look at him like, wow, he's actually really good. Twenty you know, minutes. We we got to the guys that they bring in have to outplay their contracts, but when you're playing with star players, it makes it easier to do that a bit when you're on the court with them. Warren Dragic, you need him? I don't, not at this point. <laughs> I mean, like, this is, these are going to be your options, dude. Yeah, they said, said the Jordan Goodwin tape was fired. I like he Yuta. lost me with the Isaiah Todd shit. I, <laughs> I looked that up, and he played the 40 minutes. It was nasty. I like Yuta, I like Yuta Watanabe. That's a good pick. He can shoot the three ball. He can shoot the three ball. Stanley Johnson is a good pickup. Ooh. Not bad. Stretching it with that not one. Bad. Not, he, he's tough. not bad. Gives you some size. I like Austin Rivers. Okay. He's a hard and slow kind of guy. <laughs> no comment on that. But Yuta Watanabe. Yuta Watanabe is a vibe. Josh he's, Richardson could be an option. That's not bad either. He takes some dumb shots, but it's not bad. This is what you got to work with, man. And yeah. who knows if, if you know, Dennis Smith You're Jr. Caught. could take the minimum. Oh, Dennis you Smith keep Jr. praying on that. Yeah, Listen, right I think Dennis Smith Jr. with Frank Vogel, he will lock no, up. That would be a good pickup. I just don't think he's going to be He's praying on that right now. He's yeah. hoping to God. And I'm pretty sure they don't have the mid-level exception, but if they do, you know, what if uh, John just, t- just like, telling me no? Don't they have like a partial? They have to, they wouldn't be able to use it if they could pass the seven years though. Yeah. So you have to. You guys so they have to trade in to use the MLE. So if they could trade him and then use that, that can boost the roster. But listen, man, a player in need of redemption. Here we go. On a team that's an underdog. I mean, Dylan Brooks. Mm. You'd have to pay him. There wasn't a report that he's going to get 17, 18 million from the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But if he's on the GM, if he's on this team, though, Aiden. if he's on this team, he's Dylan Brooks is not going to sign for the minimum. I mean, you could you could sign and trade. Tell him uh, send him to Memphis. Aiden to Memphis. Get get Adams and Brooks maybe. Some. What Aiden. about uh? What about A in for Adams and Tyus Jones? That would be great for the Suns. Yeah, yeah I don't that's know a why lot. The Grizzlies Memphis would is do like, that. Why do we need him? <laughs> yeah, Steven Adams is tougher. Yeah. Notable players who declined their player options. Gary Trent. Fred Van Vliet. In. My bad. My bad. Frick. Fred Van Vliet declined his player option. Most of these works. Draymond Green and Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. The notable three makes sense. Players that picked it up oh, so far, it's only been Gary Trent Jr. for eighteen point six million, and yet to make a decision, James Harden, Chris Middleton, Porzingis, Josh Hart, Bruce Brown, Jordan Clarkson, Dante DiVincenzo, and THT. And those all come up within the next like week or so. That's make uh, a decision. Daniel Gallinari opted in. Yeah, I mean, duh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the last six million whoever gets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Daniel, he's gonna play this year. Yeah. It's Danwell House, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel House, Daniel House. Yeah. And Otto Porter. Yeah. Fleecing to the Raptors. Should opt in. Yeah. Yeah. No, he hasn't played. You know, I don't know how we got 60 games out of him. 
because I saw his game lock he's before that. Only, yeah, it's he, literally Wizards. He played a decent amount early on. But after that, it was like twenty games, bro. eight games, thirty. I don't know I how we got Voodoo. sixty games Frank out of him. That but. And, and said that. Uh, yeah. Who's the name of your? Uh, is your athletic trainer? I'm assuming that was his name because yeah, only he so, would know. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea who the fuck this guy is. He Frank knew it. He must. He had to Google it. Had to. Frank knew me. No, the no, the no. trainer because oh. he he pulled some name that I've never heard <laughs> in my life. Maybe what's his name? Maybe I might know. I'm about to look it up right now. I've been Rick pushing. Selbrini. Don't know who he that goes. Is. Rick Selbrini is a magician. It's like, who the fuck is Rick Selbrini? <laughs> it's like he must have Googled. <laughs> yeah, him, so. No, uh, but the game log's crazy. I'm sorry, Joel, and I'll let you go. Uh, in Chicago in 2018, 2019, 15 games. Next year after that was Chicago, 14. Next game after that, 25. Goes to Orlando, gets traded, only plays voodoo. three games. Golden State the year after, 63 games. Gets paid. Goes <laughs> to Toronto, eight games. <laughs> what the fuck? Auto Porter has always been an injury prone player. Like, I don't know how we yeah. got he's sixty been, out of him. When he's healthy, he's good. I don't know how yeah. we got sixty out of him, bro. He I is mean. a good player. He's he serviceable. Is. Hell yeah! I remember when the Nets were about to sign him to a max contract, Oof. and then the Wizards matched it. They did. Yes. And then he said, "The Nets got saved." Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split. Show. He's been in his bags and just kind of like, damn, I I've been hurt. It. You yeah. know, something I do want to talk about when it comes to the Wizards is that they're getting a lot of shit for being a horrible organization, which they are, but. The the Bradley which the, the Bradley Beal deciding to pay him, Give him the no was not the current management. The they fired their old management. The current management are the ones that are like, you know what, we have to bite this bullet. We have to go into a full rebuild. So I'm gonna give this new management with led by Travis Schlank some yeah. time to time. to start this rebuild start. up and see what they no, can come out it of. It starts Thursday. This is their first yes. opportunity. They have the eight no, pick. No Johnny Davis again. Oh, fuck up. <laughs> be honest with you, bro. They're going to get a good player. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe sure. they could. Maybe they can't. And Por- uh, Porzingis has a pretty good mo- uh, number on that option. I don't remember. Yeah, I think gonna there's like yeah. a firm 10, 11. It could be, it could be on some picks. shit where they'd be like, Asar and Hendricks is there and they take Hendricks. They fucked up. That's how I look uh, at it. Porzingis is a player right. that... That's definitely they could trade. He's going to have a ton of trade value. The only way you would I would love for Boston to. Or if they have Case and Eamon and they pick Case. But if Jarris or or Thompson there and they take uh, Jarris, you're okay with that? No. Okay, then. I I don't don't think the Wizards need a Jarris. I feel like they have to swing for the You want to know why? Because if the mock draft that we just did happens, they need Jarris. It is BPA. I understand Jarris is. I love Jarris, but it's going to be severely disappointing when. They draft Jarris, and year one, he gives you, like, eight points per game, bro. I don't disagree. No, like, I think they need a swing for, like, a guy that can just get buckets. Yeah. Because this roster right now they is need depleted. All-star? I mean, if you want a bucket, you go get KG. Yeah, just go have yeah. fun with that <laughs> shit. You're not even kidding, but, though. Um, yeah, no, they, they should get out. Uh, you think they reach for Jalen Hutchifino? No, no, fuck, no, no. I think that if it depends on who's there. Like, Would you be shocked if I'd be shocked if they pick, What if they pick Grady Dick? I'd be like, whoa. whoa <laughs> David Lou. Doing, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they already have Corey Kispert. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's a good player. They should. Play. I was player. rebuilding with the with the Wizards on two K, and my team was I traded Chris Porzingis and I signed Christian Wood, so he's my center. Of course, Christian Wood is a great building block. We're starting a rebuild center in two K because he yeah. tends to do shit when it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's a, he's gonna give me twenty and ten. But with the I, I drafted Casein Wallace, so my mm-hmm. team was Casein Wallace, Corey Kispert. Denny Advia, Christian Wood, and then my two guard. Number one pick. I, 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 tr- I, oh, I started Johnny Davis. <laughs> oh, yeah, number one pick. You're definitely in the rebuild. That's state. what they should go for. I mean, this the goal for this Wizards team I mean, is Denny, Listen, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on Johnny Boy. Denny, Denny Advia has really great 
playoff tools. Like uh, he can be on a playoff team. He has he has as a connector, as a passer, really good defender. He makes the right decision offensively, though. As a shooter, it's just ah, it's not ideal. But they have a lot of guys that can contribute to a playoff team. If Porzingis opts in, which he probably will, Trim, that's gonna um, you're gonna get more for Porzingis than you just did for Beal easily. Champs Boston, okay. Yeah, Porzingis to LA. What the fuck oh are you guys talking about? Okay, when's it stop? It never. Both He's teams. coming back to the Knicks. <laughs> nah, Porzingis <laughs> is a heatle. He's a heatle? What the fuck? Mm. Porzingis is going to the East. That's cool. Who are they giving up? Hero? Hero? Yeah. See ya. That's a big ass front court. I'm it starting is. my Kyle That's Kuzma tough. to Sacramento agenda. I think the Kings pick him up. I'm cool with that. Because offensively, you could space out Porzingis. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, with I'm with that. Now. And then Bam hit you with the little. Let me ask you Porzingis to GS. You're in? No, no. You're yeah, out? Looney. 38 mil. We got, you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I don't want, no. Looney will start forever. You think Draymond's coming back? I think that's uh, the big, out of all of these I saw, he, was, uh, he was with LeBron the over one. there in, uh, in France. He's right? a sicko. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's yeah. a fucking sicko, that's bro. That's my Twinsky, bro. No, he's, Relax. I'll be honest, bro. If he goes to the Lakers, bro, he's done. I don't. Like, that's not the move the Lakers I'm gonna have. I'm going to go full circle with Draymond Green, man. It's going to be nice. You don't want Draymond, do you? Me, of course. Uh, Draymond have, AD would be OD. Yeah, but you're going to have three guys who can't shoot. It's okay, bro. We need playmaking. We're going to be continuously yeah, he's moving. An, he's We're going to have some fun. Um, But, yeah, I think he, once he realizes the market isn't that big for players like him, and um, the money isn't going to be that big outside of us. I think he'll eventually realize. Maybe he goes to Detroit and he wants to mentor some oh young guys. Hey, I'm a Detroit fan, so. <laughs> he should not know. He, he can pay him a lot. working on his jumper this Detroit can oh, pay. You think it. they would, though? Ben well, I don't what think was he so. shooting uh, from the regular season from three? What was it? Like the playoffs was disgusting. 32. No, the playoffs was yeah, nuts. And the regular season wasn't any better. I- I'm no, it might have been better. I'm willing no. The regular, regular season, season might have been better. Maybe, maybe, maybe. He was, he was I don't know. He saved face in game. Uh, yeah, game but he, four. he was he was doing shit like he'll miss three and take a heat check. Like <laughs> <laughs> don't go in. It's like yo, bro. He like I love when he does that. Yeah, he's, you're sick. I though, can't wait what? until Darvin Ham rolls out the lineup of LeBron, Vando, Draymond, and AD in the playoffs. Oh my god, nobody would score, but nah, they wouldn't either. But yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be. He already, he already yeah. pulled Vando from a lineup already just yeah. because he couldn't shoot. Does he count as like good depth since he can't play in the playoffs? Yeah, certain. Split teams like he played against Memphis a lot. He definitely counts as good depth going into this offseason because there's work to be done. He can improve as a jump shooter. Mm-hmm. I so, think that so LeBron that's the and um, there. Draymond shot the same from the three point line Oof. in the regular season. I was going to I was going to I was going to say something to what you said earlier. <laughs> huh? Riv said earlier, you know, the Grizzlies have great depth. We know that, and without Ja, they win games. But I mean, they're not true contenders. No, no. Oh, the Grizzlies. That's because their stars aren't there yet. Correct. I think that's what it is. Like, you know, their guy's Payne and Aaron Jackson Jr. Sure. So if James Harden goes back to Philly, that means Fred Van Vliet's not going there, most likely. Most likely. That's is a he fact. taking a pay cut, though? Fine, we'll take him to They, Harden they said Harden would be on a team-friendly deal. <laughs> he's, Did he, he do that, option, like, two right? years ago? Like, last year, a team-friendly? You know, if that if that happened, you you want to know what would happen if Harden took a team-friendly deal? He Nick Nurse oh. sat in a room with him. I need to relax. Chopped it up. And Nick Nurse <laughs> basically <laughs> just chopped it up with Harden. <laughs> and he was like, listen... This what I want. This what I'm trying to do, and then Harden just bought in, right. and that's good for them because that's, that's a great it increases. Sign. Harden's a team player. He is. And he realizes the generational talent so if he's that a team is Joel player, Embiid. Why the fuck does he keep not showing up? I'm just trying to because it's be selfish. Nice. <laughs> it's selfish to show up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's shit. selfish. It's selfish to drop forty and win. Like he, he wants Tyrese Maxey to get his shine. Tyrese, we cooking, man. Pay him. Make Tyrese the franchise guard. I'm with it. Yeah. But I've seen this video of Nick Nurse. Okay, every time. Um, he was talking to like a crowd, and he was saying that before he got to Toronto, you know, they were known as playoff chokers and stuff. And after game one of that playoff run, 
they lost to Orlando, and Orlando was an eight seed at that. No, they were seven seed, and they lost game one. And Nick Nurse sat Fred, um sat Kyle Lowry in a room, and they both talked, and he basically. Just motivated Kyle Lowry to play better. That's oh, what happened. Oh man, I thought he really was. I thought he was. You hate Nick Nurse. Listen, that's a motivator guy. Worst coach guy. in the league. If Harden, if Harden is screaming back, yeah. if, if, if Harden is going back, I got no choice but to root for Philly. Oh my god! So that I got forty no minute choice. monologue was just a waste of air. This guy Good legitimately. Views. Good views. Facts. No, he is for shameless. Sellouts. Not me. Lord knows I'm not a sellout. I'm sorry. I will not have that on my name. No, thank you. James Harden, wherever he goes, I'm going, no matter who's on the boat. I respect that. That's one thing I can respect. That is something I respect. Because I'll do the same thing. Because if PG go to Portland, boy, we here. If PG goes to... Oh, it's a home run in there. Home, home, home. Um, home. Yeah, home run. Put my bag on. We go. Oh, bag. Okay, okay. Can't even see Anywhere. If he goes to Taiwan, I'm going. (laughs) 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 I will be watching the Taiwan League. I don't care. My guy, if he goes to the Lakers, unfortunately, I throw the jersey on. Tough Lakers Nation. He goes to Boston. I'm here. Wow. I'm here. Yeah. Is you Boston hate, your least favorite team? I was going to say Boston oh. Lakers. Who's your least favorite team? Is it Lakers? It's not the Lakers. Yeah. No, no, it's not yeah, anymore. It's one thousand percent the Knicks. Oh, oh okay. love that. So PG goes to the Knicks. He was I'm a Cam. Here. He was a Cam Reddish fan. He, he was, was a Knicks was. fan. For a little yeah, bit. I will put the hate down if one of my guys go there. He's definitely Cam fan, but Tibbs, man, fuck you, man. <laughs> John Moran got 25, a 25 game suspension. I thought you was going to say 25 to life. <laughs> that's how the NBA be treating him. That's how the NBA is treating him. Like, really? That's, oh, my God. I she was about to say like, we can turn a joke into a real life. That's facts, bro. The way that they're treating him is like he committed a real what's the What's the, what's the think, stuff uh, he has to do to uh, make sure like it all goes smooth? Is like other incentives? He's, yeah, he definitely has steps to, I'm sure, go It's through. a 25 game suspension, and he we basically he can't be, be around the facility. He can't okay. uh, play in any public league. He has to... To stay at the crib, basically. He's pretty he's much on probation. He's going to Rucker. Can't play pickup. Like, I don't think he can no play, more. like, in the Drew League or nothing like that. Like, he he's can't on probation play. for the NBA. It's on house I mean, he still got that like... hoop in the backyard he used to work out in. I think. And he's going to lose about $7.5 million yeah, from the suspension. Bro, he's not going to be able to make all NBA this year. It's going to hurt. That's not that bad, though. He'll make it back in blue. Uh, he'll make it back. Yeah, be careful now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think this was a this was a reasonable amount of games, reasonable yes. suspension. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more. More would have been, listen, I agree with you. You're not the only person to say that. I thought it was going to be more due to the conversations that were being had, but 25 is the most you that I'm the, okay uh, with. The NBA board was very upset by the decision. That, to suspend them in general? Well, no, to, that he got, he, they thought, he, they thought they they wanted more games. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? They, they wanted more games. The so players? I understand so no, not the players. The, you know. Oh, the, yeah. I got you. Suits. Suits, the yeah, they, they, they wanted I, I more. thought 25 was valid, though. I mean, when we had this conversation, we were talking like 40, 50, but I feel like that was more That's us. He got 15 the last one. Yeah, we, I were it was half the, the season. we were expecting the NBA to come in and really lay the hammer down. It wasn't us saying he deserves this. We're just saying, you kind of said, fuck you to the league. We think they're really going to, you know, hit it hard. But 25 is valid for I think a 25 was valid him because using, him making a video showing that it was a toy gun, too. It's crazy. That yeah. was prime petty. It's crazy. But understandable because a lot of people are throwing dirt it on this game. It could be a different gun. No, you're so right. You're so, so right. Easily. There's no reason why you so should be doing easily. it. But again, I thought it was. Trying to find humor in it. Trying it was to pre- yeah, exactly. I think that the NBA did this strategically because I think if they gave him more, if they give him half the season, there's going to be more talk and dialogue around it. There's going to be more debate about it. It's going to bring more attention to the situation. I think the 25 games is kind of like this: what you get, and then everybody's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we're fine." What about the on. comments Ja made or his camp thinks that the NBA is out to get him? I thought that was hilarious. 
How is the NBA out to get you when you're posting guns on social media? You're out to get yourself. Yeah, no, he definitely has no made comment. some. Qu- he's definitely made some questionable decisions, no doubt about it. Um, out to get him. <sighs> what are we doing? It's a I think I think that's sad. Fact that I think that the reason why it's sad is because it is kind of showing from his camp that there's no accountability on what he did. Perfect. And given the political climate, like it's not just about the NBA and what he did. It's about where we are currently in society and how big of a debate gun control is in this country right now. So I I think it makes it even worse. But you guys know me. I'm not not a supporter of guns by any means. Uh, So that alone... For me to say that Ja did nothing wrong, no, he did not commit a crime. Let me say he didn't do nothing wrong because, of course, the league has rules. Did not commit a crime. There was nobody hurt in, due to his actions. And as someone who was not in support of guns, for me to support Ja, he really, really would have had to have done something outwardly bad for me to say, hey, he deserves this half-season half suspension. He deserves a full-length season suspension. Because it was what it was, there was no way I could have been in support of that. Now, Trishan Prashad goes, Comrades, which console do you, each of you rock? John 2. I'm a PS5 guy. I was going to say I'm a big Xbox fan. Big Xbox. PS5. My shit just broke. John, what, do you, break what do you play, John? John's Xbox. It just stopped turning on. A PlayStation 5 just stopped I even, turning I on. I cleaned it. I still have your still PlayStation 4 or Charles's old one. Yeah, stop. You're welcome. Yeah. PlayStation 5 is the wave. And, you know, I, w- I was watching through the Wires video where they were interviewing the top oh, prospects. Bro. Every single top prospect, we're talking about I, lottery yeah. pick, was like, it's PlayStation 5. It's PlayStation 5. Every single one of them. They, did a row. they definitely bro. have the, like... There's nothing next-gen about the, the individual Xbox. games. Like the Spider-Man, God of War, Last Xbox of Us. Xbox doesn't have Spider-Man? No, it's, it's, it's PS5 exclusive, yeah. Pain. Oh, let me ask that was you. a great you guys wanted game. to play MLB The Show, you have to pay for it, right? Yeah, we bought it. I bought it. Oh, how funny. It's free. free. Congrats. It's free for Xbox? You guys have Halo? Halo is Halo like mid fell now. Off. Yeah, it's not you even know like it a did. good franchise. I'll be honest. If I could just bring the PlayStation games to Xbox, I just can't stand the PlayStation. Same thing controller. with me. If I can bring the mm. Xbox games to PlayStation, I'd be lit. They should just make it all because MLB is made by Sony. That's why for so long it was PlayStation bro exclusive. Just, bro just tried the front because he had a free baseball game. I didn't front. You did. You just did. I just Ow. don't like the controller. I think that Forza is Forza also exclusive to Xbox. Yes, they hype up Forza every year. I've never played it. Forza is free. I've never played it. Forza is mid. You don't get God of War, right? Huh? You guys no. got God of War? Ah, you're fucked. No God of War, no Last of Us. No one Spider-Man. You don't have Last of Us? On Xbox? We do. It's on Game Pass. You're lying. The second one? You don't have the second one. Nah, I don't think. I'm almost positive Last of Us is You didn't cook. Hey, listen. All I know is that I can get Halo, which is arguably the greatest Xbox game in the history of all Halo 2 and 3, yes. When's the last time they dropped a Halo? The recent one. Halo. I never really played Halo I've never been a big fan of Halo. Never played it. Halo 3 is probably the greatest. You're probably a I just don't like how you control the gun. <laughs> I like the uh, the what, what forge mode. What'd you call it? Yeah, forge, that's exactly forge it, mode. Bro. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, nah, bro. Halo two on Halo two. Only the real know about that. Ghostbusters hide and seek. Take me back right now. <laughs> Hours played that fucking game. And it's gonna do it for this episode of Pick a Side Podcast. Now, before we go, two major announcements. We are dropping merch soon. Hat, T-shirt, and shorts. We're gonna have it both in black and white. So stay tuned for that release. We'll keep you guys updated. And we just dropped a Patreon exclusive episode. You can support us on Patreon. Link is in the description. Now, you can follow us on Twitter at PickasidePod, on Instagram and TikTok at Podcast. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time. 
Hey guys, this is Al Galdi from the Al Galdi Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show that you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand its team podcast network and business operations. Now, Blue Wire is raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand its sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire Investment Round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. That's wefunder.com slash bluewire.